Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast for this, our uh, one year anniversary edition. Yes! 52 weeks, boys. And you know what? We haven't missed a single episode. How the fuck have we managed that? Uh, it's, called a, it's called a pandemic and everyone's at home. Oh yeah, we haven't left the house in 12 months. For the most Shit. part. I mean, there was that one time that I went to Greece, but whatever. Yeah, you know, we adapted and that's what good podcasts do. Exactly. So yes, we, we have been going alive. for an entire year and I can't believe it. 52 episodes with these two mugs. I'm talking about Jamie and Jonesy. How are you fellas doing today? Oh, do you know what? Other than the fact I can't see Jonesy's beautiful face, which I usually can, and it brings me uh, un, you know, unorthodox amounts of unbridled joy, mm. uh, I'm pretty damn good. We're okay. approaching Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. I can bust out the Christmas tunes. I haven't eaten any Christmas-related food or snacks yet, but oh. I mean, obviously I'm looking forward to that soon. I just it's had a good time and, to be alive. I, I had pigs and blankets for lunch, so oh, wow. I'm happy. So you're already on the for Christmas lunch. food? Yeah, yeah, dude. Why not? Um, just a plate of pigs in blankets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, what? Really? Yeah, uh, but what? It's even worse than that, fellas. I then cut up little little um, uh, duvets of gouda cheese and covered my pigs in blankets in the cheese. <laughs> I Say mean, gouda, gouda. That, that, that sounds like a nice way to eat pigs in blankets with cheese, but it's also just that they're they're an accoutrement. They're a they're a side dish. They're a Dude, not when you're eating 16 of them, all right? <laughs> you should see me on there Christmas Day, my friend. Fair enough, yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah. uh, Jamie, you kind of mentioned it, but we cannot see Jonesy's face because on this most auspicious day, this most important recording in Super Show history, Jonesy, <laughs> Jonesy decided to uh, bab up his um, camera. So, hey, you know what? Yeah. You you should have the recording of it, so the edit should be fine, but we can't see him. So we can't react to any funny faces that he may be pulling right now. I'm uh, not sticking my fingers up at both of you right now. Now. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, Jonesy, seeing as you've uh, babbed up your camera, why don't you explain to people who may be tuning in from the first time because they saw our provocative title and thumbnail, what our podcast is all about? We are primarily a gaming podcast, believe it or not, and we like to give out some um, hot takes and trash opinions every week of the year, boys. I love which it. Which is why every we're up to uh, number 52. Um, and yeah, this is this is the last <clears throat> one of this year before we do a cheeky little special edition of this, But um, I guess, when the new year rolls in. And then we'll be starting all over again. Oh so. my God, yeah. For season two. Do, do, do you reckon, do you guys reckon we go to episode 53 or do we go to... Uh, season two, <laughs> episode one. Oh, God. I think year two. I think like year two. We call it year, year two. two. Year but then two. I think we're going to get halfway through the year and reg- we're going to regret having extra things to put in our titles. Like it's yeah. hard enough to find new people anyway. And now anyone's going to look at it and be like, oh, my whole year behind. What I if, feel like we just change the branding a little to add something into it so you know that it's year two. Well, that's that's that's, that's, that's what I'd like to do. That's what I used to do on, on ATG, or I tried to at least. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, you know, a little bit of a graphical refresh could do us well. And, um, you know, get finally get our hands in that merch pile and uh, maybe maybe reinvigorate a little bit of our Patreon. But anyway, guys, let's do some house cleaning before we get into the uh, cyber news today. Yes, that's right, because cyberpunk is still uh, a dumpster fire and we will get into it and uh, very gladly uh, look forward to that one. But if you are watching on YouTube, then we are also available on a podcast platform 
of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, fucking Ding Dong Radio. I don't know, all of these fucking things. And if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, we're available on YouTube. If you just search uh, youtube.com forward slash Super Show Pod. So there you go. I haven't watched the uh, YouTube in weeks ever since I downloaded the Ding Dong app, actually. The Ding Dong app, yeah. If you're not listening to us on Ding Dong, where are you listening to us, really? (laughs) Uh, For those people that don't know what Ding Dong uh, radio is, it's basically, it's all your favorite podcasts, but at the same time that you're listening to the podcasts, it's just a big flaccid penis that just kind of flaps just kind of side to side. Do you know what happens every single week, right? When Mm. you have to upload this to YouTube, there's a thing in there that says, does it have any adult content in the first like 30 seconds? (laughs) And every week, Chris does or says something which just always makes me question that. I'm like, did it go over? Was it within 30 seconds? Does it break the rules? It it definitely does it on purpose. It definitely is within 30 seconds, but we... It starts talking about... We, we, we do a bit of and... yeah we do a bit of fibbing in this uh, channel like, but yeah you know oh no we earned one less dollar in revenue <laughs> Jesus if, if we get a dollar per episode we'd, we'd be fucking lucky uh, <laughs> we'd be do you want me to tell you do you want me to tell you how many dollars we earned for the last episode yes please do sure it was bumper on. for us we got eleven dollars for the <laughs> last episode we are breaking the bank boys oh my god yeah eleven dollars no not breaking the bank we're breaking even. No, <laughs> no, we're not. Um, I mean, that pretty much covers our appearance fees, right? That we usually charge whenever we go on anyone else's Yeah, yeah totally. Like like at, at this rate, I'd pay people $11 to invite me to places because I'm really lonely and I don't have any friends. Anyway, <laughs> guys, we are also on Paisley Radio, which is an internet radio of sorts. If you go to your web browser and type in paisleyradio.com on Thursdays at 10 p.m., you may or may not be able to listen to us. Uh, it depends on your sound settings and, uh, you know, if you're wearing headphones or, I don't know, maybe you mute your laptop or PC, whatever. Anyway, we're there on Thursdays, so check it out. Now, guys, before we get into Patreon, whatever, let's just bring in a new story, which uh, marries maybe the most interesting release this year with maybe one of the most interesting releases of last year. And I'm talking- I thought you were going to use that as an excuse to slam it then. I was getting ready for it. No. <laughs> oh, well, interesting well, is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> uh, uh, here's another way of putting it. The game Jonesy didn't think would be his game of the year last year with the game Jonesy originally thought would be his game of the year this year. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's a really long-winded way of saying that, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we're talking about uh, Cyberpunk 2077 X Death Stranding. No one, yeah, X. they do all these collabs. It's like when, X. When did the X thing start? Where does that come from? Like cr- cross or X? I don't know. Is that is an anime like multiplied thing? by? It's I think like it's a multiplied by thing. I don't know. I think it probably originated like some Japanese collabs, probably between some anime or some shit. I don't know. If I know. I but anyway, if there's a Wikipedia article about it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but anyway, yes, uh, Cyberpunk and Death Stranding are teaming up for PC players. I believe. I don't know if it's on console as well, but there is a bunch of new stuff coming to Death Stranding. You can get uh, uh, Johnny Silverhand's hand and sunglasses coming to Death Stranding, as well as some face uh, face cybernetics. Am I saying face properly? That sounds weird. I think so. Face. 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 I just, face. I just yeah. don't think I've said the word face in about two years. So maybe what's, your, fa- what's your favorite Nick Cage and John Travolta film? Uh, mm, face off. Fassi off. Fassi off, yeah. eh? Yeah. Don't Facebook. say Fassy, Jonesy. Fassy is something else entirely, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, What's the thing from Scrubs? Fassay. Beard for say. Oh, Beard for say. Beard, Dr. Beardface, and then yeah. he goes, it's Beard for say, damn it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, in Death Stranding, you'd be pleased to know 
that they're also skinning the reverse trike to look like that uh, nuclear-powered Yiba bike from the... Uh, you, you probably would have seen it from the special edition, but there we go. Uh, and patch 1.05 also sees new missions featuring cyberpunk characters and lore. It's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. Not... I wouldn't say that it makes the most sense to do this crossover, but then again, no. like the the, de- the crossovers in Death Stranding never made any sense anyway. So <laughs> yeah, and like I don't know, I don't know if we're gonna say it for spoiler reasons, but there are other reasons why a crossover might like this might exist, and mm. obviously, let's just say prior to the release of the video game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, CD Projekt Red and Hideo Kojima did have somewhat of a public sort of, you know. Ad- admiration for one another. Canoodling, I believe the word is. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? A bit of trivia. I actually own Death Stranding on PC as of like a month ago, so I could theoretically Ooh. check this stuff out. Um Will and you? I probably won't, no, but <laughs> I, I thought you were I thought you were looking for an excuse to jump back into Death Stranding though. I mean, never mind the fact that you don't necessarily have the time. It's true. That's actually why I bought the PC version, was because I thought if I do go back to it. I don't think it's officially received a PS5 patch, so I wanted to play it at you know 60 frames a second and yeah. so on and so forth. I might still do that. Depends yeah. how 2021 pans out. And uh, based on 2020, I don't want to make any guesses. <laughs> I just love it if they, they did the um, crossover more the other way, right? Where uh, at the end of Cyberpunk, it, it turns out that everyone fucking dies from the, what was it, the third fucking explosion or some shit like that. Yeah, the Death Stranding. Yeah, exactly. The Death Stranding could, event. Death Stranding actually comes to uh, Night City. That would be pretty cool. I would, see, would I was just wicked. hoping, I was still hoping that it was all part of like a viral marketing scheme for Metal Gear Solid Five. And <laughs> do you remember the, 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 the thing was V has come too. That was what they said <laughs> on the trailers, V has come yeah. too. So I was like, oh, what if it's all part of it? Like Cyberpunk uh-huh. is actually Metal Gear Solid Six Silent Hills. Oh. <laughs> I mean, probably not. <laughs> Crap the code, folks. National Crap. Treasure 3. Yeah. In but the, look, spe- speaking of Death Stranding, uh, Kojima Productions had their fifth year anniversary celebration as of did. the day prior to recording and two days prior to the. That seems recording. mad. That seems. That time's flown by. Five years Crazy, does seem mad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in that time, they released uh, one boring game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? That is outrageous. That's my opinion. You can't tell me otherwise. Nah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I it just kind of, kind of boring. It, it's weird because they hyped up this kind of thing like, oh, be sure to tune in for some special announcements for our 50th anniversary. And everyone, I mean, probably wrongly so, but everyone thought, okay, tease for whatever's next at Kojima Productions. Which, And you would have thought it would have been a perfect opportunity as well, right? Like Death Stranding has been out for over a year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah. Just a, a good time to kind of say like, hey, you know, even if it's just a logo reveal, which I know Jonesy absolutely loves those logo reveals, but it would have been a nice kind of thing. And instead we got, no, look, this is this is how we took the BAFTA award from the BAFTA awards back to our offices. Cool. <laughs> right. Actually, before Jamie and I watched the Game Awards last week, I actually <laughs> uh, made a little guess that Kojima Productions might do a little tease or something during the Game Awards, because I was like, it's been about 18 months or so yeah. since and, and Jeff Keighley. came out. Jeff and it seemed about right. It seemed about the right sort of time to sort of just tease something. Yeah, something, right. something. But no, nothing there, nothing now. Also, yeah, if you think about silence. it, the uh, so Kojima Productions, they took a long time kind of like choosing 
So their first year was like, oh, we've got to choose a fucking engine and we've got to build these tools and this, that, the other. That shit's all done now. So now it's just, just make another game. Just make another they have game. To be work- they have to be working on something, surely. Oh, of course, dude. Well, you think they're going to have a whole office full of people and just fucking twiddle their thumbs, adding in some Johnny Silverhand's arm in fucking Death Stranding for the entire yes. year? No? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's it's an interesting time for both cyberpunk fans and Death Stranding fans. And I say cyberpunk fans if there are actually any left. So yeah. Oh, yikes. Oh, there, hey, there are plenty. I'm a cyberpunk fan. I there will, you go. I will happily admit it. But yeah, there's there's some shit going down, which we will be talking about pretty soon. But uh, before we do that, guys, I do want to mention something, okay? Because... Uh, Cyberpunk has not been performing well on PS4, but it does perform a lot better on PS5, right? Yes. But that's if you got your hands on a PS5, because as we all know, sculpers have been sending out bots in probably the most cyberpunk side mission story that ever was to meet our reality and sent out all these bots to take up all of the stock. Now, interestingly enough, here in the United Kingdom... Uh, some Scottish MPs have tabled a motion to stop sculpting, which is, Indeed. you know, nice to see a, a, a government response. Yeah, like, it, I don't know about you guys, but it's weird, like, expensive technology, and from what I gather it happens in other markets as well, uh, I know that a lot of sneakerheads have come forward in the past six yeah. months and been like, hey, you guys don't know what we have to deal with on a regular basis. <clears throat> but to my sort of, you know, virgin ears to this stuff, I feel like... I've never seen anything like this, uh, you know, in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. just the sheer volume of scalping going on, the uh, the extreme prices these products are being posted at online. Okay, but hold on, because you surely you know what happens with Yeezys. Oh, I, I see. I know it happens. I've just, I didn't foresee it being quite this bad. And obviously, like, the UK situation's been weird because stock hasn't actually come that regularly. But I think yeah. it was a Best Buy in the States that had stock sometime in the past week. and Yeah, they had a big thing, but they also said that they'd done stuff to stop scalping. But didn't they still sell buy. out in 10 seconds or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And really hey, that again. might all be genuine demand, but it's kind of crazy. So seeing the fact that <clears> someone <throat> is trying to do something about this is kind of... Uh, encouraging even if it is uh i've got the article up in front of me um it's as chris mentioned it's six mps from the scottish national party uh here in the uk um and uh they have tabled the motion to basically introduce legislation to prohibit the resale of gaming consoles and pc components at quote prices greatly above the manufacturer's recommended retail price so yeah. it's less of an anti-scalping thing and more of an anti-like price hiking scalping yeah i think it's a thing because then uh, that, rem- that obviously was- removes the point of scalping, right? So because if you can't make any money on the on the units, but then, then you're but not going to buy them. I don't think they're saying, hey, that your MSRP or your RRP needs to be exactly the same. But no. um, as an example, I've got a, another article here that says PlayStation 5 sculpers made more than 19 million US dollars on profit through the console via eBay. All right? Yeah, uh, crazy. With the, with the digital edition reaching over 350% MSRP. So 
That's yeah. probably what no, no, I think this is smart. This is yeah. smart to me because oh, totally. they don't have to. It doesn't take any technology. It doesn't take any um, sort of like clever third party kit that you need to put on your website in order to prove if, you know, like re- recaptures and stuff to prove if it's yeah. a human or <clears throat> all it says is, hey, you can scalp the hell out of them, but you can only add like 10 quid to the price. And yeah. you, don't, you only have to get to a certain level before they'll turn around and say, it's not financially worth it. So we're just not going to bother. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the hope, right? But yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I thought it was. I just thought it was interesting that you know so the 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 people in charge are taking note. Well, they've yeah. done it already, right? They did it with um, with tickets for gigs and uh, for stuff in the UK already. Yeah, because we had a real problem with. Um, uh, especially, I think it was music gigs were some of the worst where they'd scalpers would buy all the tickets and then go to resell sites and then resell all the tickets and it was horrendous. Yeah, um, I, so it's good. I think sporting they're... events as well, like uh, football matches and what have you. Yeah. Right, okay. It makes sense. I think it's just encouraging when you hear, you know, MPs um, and, you know, politicians in any way doing something that sort of relates back to stuff that we are interested in, especially in the field of video games and trying to understand stuff from our perspective. Like, it just. It's nice to know that some people still think about that stuff and are at least trying to uh, to to get that stuff moving. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. can I? Do you know what yeah. I love about this story though? Is because I completely agree. I think it's great. I love that they're doing it. I absolutely guarantee this is six butthurt people that couldn't buy <laughs> PlayStation Five, um, probably or for their kids. Xbox. Pro- well, probably I reckon it might be for them because some of the SMP MPs are quite young. I think, relatively well, speaking, I can so I be surprised at all. But, but while it was brought forward by six MPs, the early day motion has twenty one signatures. Ah, oh, so, interesting. Um, I will say because yeah. we should we it gets left out, but we should flag as well that they've also included in that um, technology like hardware. So because of course the Nvidia thirty series graphics cards have also been plagued by this and are impossible yeah. to get hold of. Um, at this t- at this time, yeah, but I wonder if that's you see. I wonder with that if it's less about sculptors and more about like crypto miners. I don't know. Do people still buy fucking GeForce cards to to crypto mine? Is crypto mining still a thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't heard I anything know, about yeah. it for a while. Yeah, it, 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 it seems it kind of died big. out. It's because it gets the 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 ability to mine um, the next coin gets exponentially more difficult every time. Yeah, and it takes yeah. exponentially more power, and you end up getting to a weird point where the power that you need to run the <laughs> machines exceeds the amount of money you can make by mining a coin. Yeah, so it gets like all you know the next bit of currency. So I tell you what, ridiculous. though, Bitcoin is looking pretty healthy at the moment. For anyone it is. You know, we there. we should have gotten. Uh, Stefan on this action, and he could have given us the the yeah. Bitcoin connection. Actually, if you, so, you know when Bitcoin originally kind of crashed end of 2017 through 2018? Yeah. It got, it got to a low almost exactly two years ago uh, of being, around, uh, being worth around £2,500, mm. uh, and it's now worth over 14 grand. So yeah. you could have set, uh, six or seven times, like multiplied your money by six or seven times if you'd bought two years ago. Yeah, you also could have lost all your money. Depending on how you, you also know, know it's not Chris and I every year. It's a bet. Every a year, Chris and I say say we should buy Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, just, just put, pull our funds together. And funny enough, uh, we we were saying it's probably like since 2017. I mean, 2016, yeah. let, let, 2016 let's, even. Let let's say for the sake of argument that you had decided to say invest in Bitcoin in I don't know, like let's say like earlier this year, for example. Yeah. You you could have pulled your money together. There was a Bitcoin got hit a low of 
£4,209 on the 13th wow. of March. So you two wow. could have pulled together. I'm not going to speak for you, but if us three had pulled our money together, we could have certainly bought a, a handful of Bitcoins in March of this year, and we would have um, uh, comfortably quadrupled our money, if not more. That's so, hard, okay, this this might make me feel sick, but I bought, <laughs> I owned 100 quid's worth of Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, when is this? So this how, is mu- in- how much of a Bitcoin was it, though? Oh, not much. So I owned, uh, it was a tiny fraction. I owned 100, Bitcoin, 100 pounds worth, no, 50, sorry, 50 pounds worth of Bitcoin in uh, May of 2019. I wonder how much it's gone up since then. May of Probably 2019. But then here's the thing. In May of 2019, a Bitcoin was worth 5,558 pounds. So if you owned 100 pounds of it, like you would have owned, uh, an, so... What, 550? Yeah, so like a fifth. Point, point one. No, oh, it, no, right. it'd be like 0.02 of a Bitcoin, wouldn't it? Oh, a lot less than that. 0.007. Oh, what? Or what am I thinking? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Basically, I'll I take do, it. I don't, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm not. I, 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 yeah, like your, so you, you, your £100 worth of Bitcoin would be, it would be worth like £300 now. Maybe a bit oh, less. Thank, thank God. If it was worth like 20 grand, I would have <laughs> cried. No, no, no. Well, look, I'll tell you this much. Uh, Jamie, even if I had the opportunity to have bought that Bitcoin, because everyone technically can have the opportunity to buy Bitcoin if they have the money, I didn't have the money, and I still don't have the money. But you hey. know what's, but you know what's kind of helping me along not having money is our very generous patrons. You're probably going to be seeing a few names that you haven't seen before because uh, the fellas and I decided that you know what, seeing as it is our one year anniversary, we want to show off all the names of every single person that has helped us throughout the year. We are so grateful for every single one of you. You help keep the dream alive and you help us uh, come back week after week. So it, we're all here because of you. So uh, we are thanking you and you should give yourselves a pat on the back. Uh, and if you would like to join this prestigious list of amazing people, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and, uh, you know, go check out our tiers because $2 gets you access to our Discord where we usually are there kind of chatting away. We've got a nice little community going on there. Uh, $5 gets you some additional content. So we've got some uh, podcasts that are behind the Patreon, Patreon exclusive, if you will. And yeah, just go check it out. But in the meantime, we do have some names to call out, fellas. Are you ready? Because these, these are the people that are maybe my favorite people of all time. Wow. Yeah. Definitely Lucky over people. you and, and Jonesy. So. I was going to say, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, of course, I'm talking about AIM, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gra- Gravy, Backstory for Anal Beads. That's okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, Brett Z, Haxel Book Reed, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Martin Skihan, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Scary Omen Games, Sean Kennedy, Slippy Meat? <laughs> I think it's slipper, slipper meat. Did you slipper meat? Yeah, I I reckon it's the same. So. I'm, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable here. Starfall <laughs> kid, and then we're talking about the big fellas: Freddie K official, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the dude abides, also known as left bicep, right bicep, left testicle, right <laughs> testicle. Thank you so yeah. much for all of your pledges, guys. Uh, I've said it before, and I'm going to continue saying it probably till the day I die when, you know, a super show has been shut down by multiple uh, governments and corporations for, you know, bringing the truth to the masses. Uh, (laughs) 
but we are eternally grateful for all of your support and we never thought that we'd get as much support as we are getting today so we can only thank you so no. so much Thank you, guys. Least of all that that support would still be dragging us over the line, kicking and screaming a year after we started. It's kind of mad. It's mad. It is, so uh, I think we have, we are almost double the amount of episodes that we did uh, for ATG Super Show. I think we, yeah. we did 32 episodes because I, I remember being kind of like feeling okay about ending it at 32 because it's like 32 bit. As geeky as that sounds, uh, but, but there, but what a weird wow. reason to be okay with and it. then and then we fucked it because we did a 30, 30, 33rd episode to tell people that we are doing a super show, yeah, uh, right. channel. So yeah, there you go. But anyway, I I think it's cool. Uh, I never would have thought that we would have gone this far. Well, no, I did think they would have gone this far, but realistically, I didn't think it would pan out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but now, but now it's one of those cool things where it feels like once you commit to something for a year and you can prove that you can make it work for a year, the possibilities become almost endless for what you can do going forward. And I wonder if one day we'll be one of those really cool podcasts that's on like episode five hundred and seventy-two <laughs> or something like that. That would be wicked. really cool, really cool, or real. Yeah, really, I, I don't know. Well, you know what the thing is. I think that's still entirely doing this in a decade's time. Like wicked. I think we, it's entirely possible. But if we're still getting the same amount of views as we're getting, I think I might be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what we do it for. No, also, I know. You, I know. For you, I, be okay. I, 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 I was about to say I, I would do this for free, but then I basically have done it for free for an entire <laughs> year. So, like, yeah. We well, see, yeah. and you you say it'll be okay to do it in a decade's time. Yeah, you'll still be on your thirties. I'll be like looking down the barrel of fifty. Oh my god! Like, going, Jesus, yeah. It will also be weird because, in some respects, like you guys, in terms of you know your adult lives, uh, everything's somewhat in place. If that makes sense. Where yeah. if I if I am going to experience some of the elements of adult life <laughs> which I am yet to experience, I will have you know the, the, I'll have to do them. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd like to do them sooner rather than later, I guess. <laughs> so then that would be a weird thing, like being on a weekly podcast while you're going through shit like getting married or having kids or whatever. <laughs> <I> could... Yeah, <laughs> it would be interesting. Man. No, yeah, I can't it... be at the birth. I'm having, I've got to go do a podcast. And, and, unless if, either if... of you two have another one planned. I mean, nah, no pressure, so. but that would be a great podcast episode. <laughs> in, in the hospital. Yeah, live. Oh, yeah. Screaming in the background. Live from the delivery room. Um you know what's interesting is if this does go on for another decade, then my son will probably be old enough to be really embarrassed that his dad swears on a podcast on the, <laughs> on the, on the internet. Yeah, you'll actually have to stop swearing just because he'll be too old. You'll be like, I can't yeah. do it. Well, here's the yeah, thing. My, 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 my parents listen to this podcast, and I, I spoke to my, my mom on the weekend. I was like, please don't listen to this fucking podcast. I talk, <laughs> oh, wow, I talk about incredible. my testicles so much. It's, it's <laughs> very often. uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable for me. So, mom, if you're listening... <laughs> Turn it off now. Just, just You've don't. Just, just don't. <laughs> For a second there, Chris, I thought going back to what you were saying about you know <laughs> yeah. kids and that. I thought you were going to say doing this long enough that you uh you had you pass the baton down to them and like <laughs> it ends up being just I'm the old one and it's it, it's to, like uh, your guys as kids on the yeah. podcast talking that, that would, about games. That would be quality though, wouldn't it? Because we could bring them on for like. I don't know, in, in a decade's time, whatever the uh, Fortnite or Minecraft equivalent is. It's like, hey, tell us about Fortcraft, uh, the Fortcraft review, you know? It's weird to think like, because in a decade, yeah, my eldest would be like about 15. And <laughs> oh, he, Jesus. He like legitimately would be able to play 
anything. Like, there's, I, I don't think at that age there's nothing I'm going to say that's too old for you. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember what I played. And that's weird because to think that he could be into streaming or doing whatever, well, not necessarily, but um, maybe, you know, may want to get in that sort of stuff. It is like, what would they be playing? What, oh, what would the games be? What would they be you, into? We, we, I was telling you guys earlier that I was listening to a podcast um, maybe a week or two ago with a guy who, during the lockdown, so basically between March and now, had gone from, I think, 100,000 subscribers to about 3 million. And yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. And he's 16. <clears throat> like, That's crazy. You guys need to start not grooming your kids to play video <laughs> games, but, you know. Please like, don't say grooming kids, dude. You don't... What's a better word for that? Uh, preparing? No, I'm going to stick with grooming, actually. Wow. Uh, okay. You guys mine, need to start mine doesn't need kids. to. No, mine doesn't need to play any more games. He's already obsessed. Okay, let me clarify then. You need to make sure he's good at them. And you need to make him like entertaining, a lively character in front of uh, in front of camera. He's Uh, I will say his everything you're not. So he can't read, right? Because he's he's learning to read at the moment. Um but he he started playing Pokemon um on Let's Go Eevee. He started playing two weeks ago. He knows like nearly every Pokemon by sight. And it's those little pixelate Im- pixelated images of the Pokemon <laughs> in the Poke bag, and he can tell you all their names, and he can't read, so he'll say that's a this, that's a that, that's a this. And that's like, quality. Um, how do I, how do you know that? So but he now wants the Ben Ten game. For that's Christmas because that's because, because kids kids Switch. minds are sponges, Jonesy. They just fucking yeah. soak everything. Don't, don't up. do not buy him the Ben Ten game. I I, I wasn't really intending to, but. <laughs> like because Pokemon's a solid start, right? He's learning his JRPG fundamentals, okay? You know. <laughs> In like little bit of item management about like you know t- turn based strategy and so on and so forth. Just in- incrementally, you buy him something like Ben Ten, he's going to go backwards. Yeah, you need to. We need to start ramping up. His entry game was the Bakugan game that we um, that we had. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's he, we've nearly completed it. We've nearly finished it, and that was actually a really good entry into like the Pokemon style of game because it's much more simple. Yeah, um, but That's Pokemon's cool. actually been quite a good one. But he's also played Miles Morales. He's only allowed to do the swing in though. Here's, here's, here's an interesting question. Chris, I wonder if you can shine something like this. And I'm actually genuinely curious, right? Mm. At the moment, you look at the current sort of world of esports and you know the, the, the yeah. way it's sort of developing at the moment. I think theoretically, if you were the if you if, if you wanted to make the most money you could by being the best at any one game in the world, the yeah. most money you can make would be in Dota, right? Simply because of the size of the international prize pool. Ah, uh, but oh, hold on, because this this is where it could get interesting, right? Because, uh, or is that not the case? Well, it is the case. It, it is the biggest um, prize pool in esports, but that's only across one. That's the thing. Competition, can, and, can and you, it's like, uh, what yeah. are the odds of getting into that competition? There's only, I think, sixteen teams that get invited to or that qualify for the international. Whereas it's also team based, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. another thing as well. Whereas if you look at maybe a game like CS:GO, uh, even though the prize pools are a lot less, it's still there's still a lot more going on throughout the year in right. terms of prize pools and whatever. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, get uh, but what you're I guess what the question I was going to ask is what would be the game you would start to train your children on now to give them the best possible chance of making money in the future? And let's assume that, you know, Call of Duty is going to continue as a series. Overwatch has uh, got Overwatch yeah. 2 on the horizon. That might have legs. Um, I don't know. It probably, or, 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 you know or maybe even just a genre. Like, would it be like, would it be MOBAs, RTSs, mm. uh, he, like hero based shooters like Overwatch and Siege, or just uh, Twitch based shooters like, um, you know, Counter Strike? Right. Okay. Don't tell this the wrong way, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, but 
I would say it would be better to err more towards a game like Dota 2. Yeah. Because that, I think, is about being smart, tactics, technique, etc., etc. But it's less uh, skill-based as opposed <laughs> to something like... No, because like it's less down to sort of like um, the ability to move a joystick quickly and accurately, which I think is often down to uh, innate ability is always going to come down to that. You're you, well, are you talking you about learn... reflexes? No, not necessarily reflexes, because your ability to move a joystick accurately and quickly. Who's, right, who's, who's just using a joystick in the pro 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 FPS? No, no. If you play like over, if you're well, okay, maybe not. But if you're playing like <laughs> even if you're playing with keyboard and mouse, you've still got to try. It's still down to. I am thoroughly a, offended, dude. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of um, almost like more athletic ability, if that makes sense. <laughs> what? More athletic there ability. Is, there is because it's it's an innate, almost like more sporty kind of thing. Where say like chess, a game like chess, yeah, you can just be. You don't have to react quickly and um, precisely, but you need to re- be really good at. Okay, so then you are talking really about precise. reflexes. No, because there's no reflexes in chess. No, no. So, but yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is in Dota, right? In Dota, <laughs> yeah. I imagine that you could you could get ridiculously good at that game because it's more like chess. You could get insanely good at that game knowing technique, tactic, counter moves, <laughs> but, what to but, do if someone does che- this. But chess isn't mm. real time. Chess is turn based. Yes, one so I think games that are more associated no, but Do- with Dota Dota 2 is real time. Yeah, but well, chess chess actually is real time. You've got a time limit. You don't have um you don't have to act. Only not in all versions of chess. In the in these echelons we're talking about where you make yeah, money. Yeah, sure, it, sure, yeah. It's time based. Um but what I'm saying is in a game like Dota I can imagine that you could win a lot of games based on tactics and technique. I I will tell whereas- I will tell you this right now, Jonesy. I would wager that uh as a as a as a all-encompassing thing that Dota 2 requires a lot more skill than CSGO. I, it depends what you mean by skill. Like uh, I would uh, say there's... Uh, there's uh, across you don't across need, the board. I would imagine that you could practice your ass off at Dota 2 for years. Yeah. And you could always end up learning enough that you would become a very competent player. But you might... For, I think there's people with CSGO that are never going to be able to do it. Because you just can't, you just can't get it. You just don't have the the physical attributes in your body to be no. that. You know what? Just disagree. I I, I know I know what Jonesy's trying to say. I put it. That I just way. said what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, no. no. What, what I what I mean is, I, I I'm not going to say I disagree because I I think I understand on a fundamental level like where where it's coming from. The issue is I don't have enough hands-on experience with the high-level play of either of these two games to be able to compare. But I think what Jonesy's saying is that with whether it's CS:GO or Dota 2, there's obviously at the high level of either game, there's a huge amount involved in terms of like uh, awareness and memorization. Um, yeah. and tactics and being able to react and being able to react quickly for example yeah. but when it comes to sort of like in, because of various factors like like time to kill and and so on and so forth when it comes to let's say an opponent doing something unexpected and having to react in in csgo you might have something where you have 0.02 of a second to exactly, flick yeah. your wrist and get a headshot and nail a headshot with a certain weapon on a certain enemy moving at a certain speed. And there's no one-to-one equivalent of that maybe in a game like Dota where it's more mm-hmm. of like, okay, Dota's equivalent of that is adjusting your tactics and your um, your maneuvers in a split second. CSGO is doing something in a, in a, in a split second. 
and you either fail or succeed in that split second. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, yeah, I can get that as well, but I, I, exactly, I yeah. still have a hard disagree on it. But I, anyway. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to sit on the fence because I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> well, saying that, I will, I will then say, but you probably find, I suppose you could argue that in the same way that Dota 2 is harder to be like the best at because you'd have to be insanely smart and bright to get to the very top echelons of Dota 2, whereas in a game like CSGO, you could be as dumb as a rock, but you might just be good at getting headshots. So you might. So there's obviously something gives on both sides, but I, I, would, I, don't know. I, I would wager I, I think if you on had both to train sides, your kids. I think on both sides, you're, you're being quite unfair to the skill required. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying they're different. I'm saying skill is the wrong thing. Tac, tech, technique and tactics, I would say, on the more like the strategy game, the MOBA game, and then it's skill as opposed to like... Talking physical skill attributes in your body as opposed to like a, a CSGO or a Call of Duty. Okay, but hold on. When you and say think, attributes to your body, what do you mean? Like how fucking strong like you, how your index you can, finger is? Like how quickly you can move your wrist? How quickly you can you can see something I, happen I in real like, time and move your? There's, there's. I've got to be careful here because I know there is sort of like a, a regional <laughs> element to this, and and some people from different parts of the world end up being different body shapes to others. But I feel like pro FPS players are fatter than pro MOBA players. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with the fingers. Though. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, you look at yeah. the, Call of, the Call of Duty Pro League, like, there's a lot more fat dudes in that than they're winning the international. Because Let me give you an example. I'll give you a Korean real world. Guys, they eat 50 bowls of rice and don't gain a pound. And you're like, the, the, the cards are stacked against me. I can't win. <laughs> Let me give you a real world example of why of why I'm saying this. because So I went to school with two now insanely famous sports people. Yeah, and you did. Specifically, one of them who I was friends with and I knew quite well. One of, uh, one he, of I don't know if James is going to say their names, but one of them is literally the best at the world and might be remembered as the best of all time in this particular sport. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He spent. I'll say who it is. It's Lewis Hamilton, right? There we were in, we were in the same class at, at senior school. It's mad. He <laughs> spent an insane amount of time practicing. Like he's his dad had him practicing constantly, right? I always remember he was he just practiced like it was insane. Yeah. This kid did that's all he did was drive go-karts and then bigger cars and then Formula One cars since the entire time I knew him. So from the age of eleven to the age of eighteen, that's he just lived and breathed that. Yeah. If he didn't have the innate ability that he had, he never would have got to where he's at. And I feel like no matter how many, how much time you spend, so the UK is a good example. The, the amount of yeah. dads out there forcing their kids to play football, who are yeah, never going to yeah. be in the England squad, they're never going to play for Arsenal, they're never going to play for Spurs. Whereas you, you could say to your kid, don't do football, don't do some, you know, a sport like that. Go and do something else, which is more technique, and you could probably go further. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, and that's that actually would lead to my answer to Jamie's question would be. Uh, obviously, if they want to go for any kind of esports, then fucking let them. But uh, it would probably benefit them more to be a content creator around their favorite game, as long as that favorite game Ooh. was, say, like, l l let me put it this way. That's I, a good shout. That's a good shout. I think you have a better chance of having a successful career as a Fortnite content creator than you do as a Fortnite esports competitor. I Can I go one further and say potentially like from a percentage scale from potential yeah. point there's zero chance that your kid is going to be the best at anything mate you don't know my kid all right no no i'm not talking about you <laughs> no no, so no you, i know what you mean I know, so I'm agree joking. so i would agree with you completely it's much better to learn 
a skill based around what you love yeah. and do that as opposed to go, I'm going to be the best in the world. Plus, you're probably yeah, not. because if we've learned anything about content creation in, in, you know, almost a decade of working in and around it is that you do not have to be the best at anything to be famous for content creation. <laughs> yeah. No. Or to make no. lots of money doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to use it as a, as a, a cheap segue, but we're talking about Dota 2. I played some Dota 2 on the weekend. Hell yeah. Woohoo. Um new patch is coming out. By the time this goes out uh live, the new patch should be out with a new hero. So I still don't know what the patch is or who it is, but it's a big patch. It's one that uh Purge will probably make a six hour <laughs> patch breakdown video, which then I'm gonna have to fucking watch at two times speed. And god damn it, I wish there was a three times speed, but there we go. Um but you download it, speed yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in the edit. But that's not the only thing that I played because I have obviously been playing some more Cyberpunk 2077. I'm now at uh, about, I think I said, 17.6 hours um, into that game. Uh, Kind of a good mixture between, you know, side content and main content. Um, Yeah, I think my stance on Cyberpunk hasn't really changed that much. I'm still enjoying it. I still think the... uh, the main aspect, the the main mission of that game suits it very well. I still don't see why it needed to be a open world. Still think it would have made a better decision to be hubs, as it were. But right. But as I'm playing it, more and more it's becoming apparent what is missing. Uh, you know, we'll we'll cover it in a bit, but you know, talking about like the AI and the the things that were kind of promised and that you were kind of sold on i even went so far as to go back and watching all of the reveals that they've had through the e3s and the gamescoms and what have you and you've got a lot of years to cover <laughs> well not really because they didn't actually release like, that much stuff right yeah they didn't start oh, okay. they didn't start start up again until e3 2018 and even then it was drips and drabs yeah in terms of right. what got publicly oh, fair revealed enough. fair enough but yeah it's just kind of interesting it's it just like so a couple of things that stand out is like you can't change your appearance, like like your physical appearance. And I right, thought yeah. that was like a main component of the game. So much so that when I created my character, uh, I'm playing as a female V, I created her quite like plainish. I didn't go very outlandish at all. I did the kind of the same thing. Actually. On the yeah, basis and I, and that I, you would be able to change it later. Yeah, dude, because I think about, like, Witcher, like, fucking change Geralt's hairstyle, right? Like, That's the fucked up thing. Like, Geralt <laughs> is a fucking authored, like, yeah. predetermined character. Yeah. You don't get a say in his appearance or his personality or anything. And you can change his hair and his beard. And was, his- yeah. it, was it The Witcher 3 where his beard grows while you play and then you can... Was that Witcher? No, no that, was, the, that was Red Dead the, Redemption. I think, the Witcher did, I think The Witcher did that as well. All right. right. I, tr- I remember Red, Dead, yeah, Red, Dead, those... Red Dead was the one that took it to the extreme, obviously, where like you can only get hair and beard cuts based on how long it is at that oh, point that, in time. Yeah. Like yes. you can't regrow hair in Red Dead; you have to <laughs> yeah. grow it naturally and then get it trimmed. Yeah, yeah, but like stuff like that—the fact that um, you're meant to be moving up in 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 Night City, like starting from the bottom and moving up, right? But but you can never upgrade your apartment. Yeah, you know, so you're always stuck you in this. Can't like, even put. You can't yeah. even put stuff in your apartment. Yeah, and, and I, I I could have sworn there was this one thing where you walk into your wardrobe and you can pick out your clothing and shit in one of the demos that they had, and that just never fucking... Bata- like, I don't know. A, a bunch of stuff is missing. Obviously, you know, the AI where the cops just fucking spawn. The traffic AI is 
absolutely dog shit horrendous and it drives me absolutely insane every time i have to drive a car but you know yeah so but, beyond being horrendous it's almost non-existent it feels uh, like I, no i i will say it's almost as if they went out of their way to make it counter ai <laughs> oh wow okay. it's like what's the dumbest most annoying shit we can program into these cars to do oh yeah that's it's right as yeah. It's AS, artificial stupidity. Yeah, it is AS. <laughs> but then I feel like that's it's almost like artificial stupidity would then be would be cars veering off the road or like <laughs> driving into you and so but but they don't. Yeah, they, they do. That's, that's no, exactly but, what no, happens. But, but what I mean is they don't like veer off the road and do crazy turns and unpredictable speeds. So like they stick on their routes and that's the issue. And like there have been yeah, clips yeah. that have come out where. Uh, a, car, a certain lane of traffic's pathing has been fucked up to go through an object, but every car is driving and clipping through these objects in the exact same way, and debris right. flying everywhere, and they're crashing. Because <laughs> yeah. they, there's no thinking in the driving; they just go on a path, and they they all they all they know is um, stop if you stand in front of them. Hopefully. They don't. Uh, no, I've been, don't. I've been run over multiple times. And yeah. uh, immediately get out the car and crouch if there's an explosion, leading yeah. to yeah. very, very funny gifts <laughs> where someone's created a traffic jam and got 50 people all getting out of their cars <laughs> in exact sync. And it looks so stupid. Yeah. Um, but even, even to the fact of like, just NPCs around the world kind of seem to be non-existent as well. It, like, yeah. like I know, I know last week I said that like, it seems like a Bethesda game, but even in Bethesda games, you play your Skyrims, you play your Fallouts. Um, there are NPCs dot- dotted around the world that you can actually have conversations with. They don't need to always lead to a mission or anything like that. But there's nothing really like that in in Cyberpunk, unless you go to one of the story hubs, like the Afterlife Club or whatever it is. It's like really what you expected from a game like this is for there to be multiple nightclubs that you could go into and you could just start interacting with people. But the interacting with yeah. people is kind of, I can see what they try to do. They try to make it like more organic and, and automatic, but in doing that, it's almost non-existent. It's, it's, it's a weird kind of thing, but yeah, Jonesy, you, it's strange. you, you must've been playing more cyberpunk as well. Right. So I, I think I've played about the same amount that you have. Um, yeah. Interestingly, I've kind of maybe come the other direction a bit. Like I've, I've been, I've really enjoyed the last say like few hours since the last podcast more so than i did the previous oh um, yeah J- just to jump in don't get me wrong i i feel exactly the same i still love the game i think it's right. i think it's a fine game and i think if you even like the amount of so I've, I've gotten more bugs that's fine but nothing like super game breaking um but i i would it's still a game that i could recommend to people with a caveat say on pc and as long as you're lucky mm-hmm. enough to not have a completely broken uh version but see it's funny because i'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a lot it. what I'm you said it. and yeah. when they will go through some things that cdpr have said uh soon but um weirdly for me one of the main problems with the game i'd agree with what you said there aren't necessarily the bugs they are the elements to the game which simply don't exist or you can the worst part about it is you can see that they were supposed to exist and have then been left out yeah Um, yeah yeah so as you were saying about npcs around the world you can't interact with weirdly so you can interact with anyone you come across in that you can often talk to people and they'll make a comment which i really like i like that for example and there's a lot of people just wandering the streets yeah but there's there's nothing in between though right because you you walk past someone you say interact (laughs) and the guy says oh fuck off you fucking normie or whatever (laughs) yeah interact what you mean you press a 
or X or whatever it is on the mouse and keyboard, F. they give you a, they give you a blank stare. They look through you. They say one line, and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, and if you pull out the gun, they'll start to look like fucking NPCs from two thousand and seven. <laughs> put their hands over their head, sprint away, and if while they're sprinting away, you turn forty five degrees to your right, then turn back to the way you're looking, they'll have disappeared. Like <laughs> the, the AIs don't exist in this world. They're, What's they're, funny they're, is the NPCs rather. They I don't know. They're like cardboard this, cutouts with one line of dialogue thing, each. Yeah, but they they. You can see how they were supposed to exist because you can you have those kind of base level NPCs who you can say one line to and they'll say one line back to, uh, to you and it's and that I think is fine. The fact that you can eat that there's that many people is good, but like you said, they are dumb as anything. You then have people on the map who are like little green circles, which you're obviously supposed to be able to interact with to a greater degree, and there are a couple of them in the world. Yeah. The problem is, it's like they've left in a load of those little green circles and people that you can't even interact with. Like they're, they're obviously supposed to have more options. So one of the things that jumped out was this world is is a like hedonistic like there's prostitutes everywhere there's sex shops all over the place it's, it's like a very kind of crazy world um, there's one female prostitute and one male prostitute who you can you can bone that's <laughs> yeah. it and, and, and I, I, saying, like, I haven't boned anyone in the game yet this I, is ridiculous I boned I boned the one female prostitute. But you can't do anything. You can't do any. You can't do anything else with anyone else. You can't watch the um, uh, the BDs in the game, the brain dancers yeah. that you can acquire. Um, it was gonna be apparently it was gonna be the fact that you could actually play them as like a source of you know just entertainment, and they were gonna exist in the world. Yeah, that's been completely taken out of the game. Like you can only do BDs as part of main or side quests, um, which is which is crap. The, like you said, Chris, the the fact that you've got your your apartment and you've got a clothing rail but rather than be able to see yourself putting stuff on it now has a little menu that pops up with take this item take this item but which is redundant because you have a stash right next to it which contains yeah. all your stuff that you don't want to carry ripper docs have had all the animations gone yeah i mean you definitely were going to have animations for each thing you had installed i cannot see a case where they weren't going to do that that's completely gone yeah but then so you get all of that stuff which is like sort of breaks the world a little breaks the immersion because it becomes superficial but then you get the driving is serviceable like you get frame a to b but it's not really that enjoyable i don't know dude yeah the, the driving's not enjoyable at all also like little things that annoy me like okay uh, give me a fucking it's stupid right it's it's fucking nitpicking here but give me a hooter give me Give me the name of the radio station that I'm listening to just on the HUD. Give me the name of the song. or, or like just yeah. it, it just feels like every single point in this game, aside from the main mission, because I think the main mission is super on point, and, and for a large degree, the actual main side missions as well. But I, I just feel that like everything is just so underbaked in the game. Like, just add more, layer it on more, layer it on more, and you know what? Then it would be like fucking this messiah of gaming, but it's just, it's not. You know. But th that's what's so weird is because you you do you get that whole sort of like dodgy side world stuff. Yeah. The world looks amazing and it's full of stuff and it looks great, but you can't really interact with it. You then play. Like, I've been playing loads of the gigs where you, they're they're not even side quests. They're like minor little things to make a bit of extra money. Yeah, and they're well thought out. Yeah, they, they're yeah. Whole, they're little stories in their own right. You have to go to a place you have to do a mission it could be so i just did one recently which was um go to a building sneak into it past all these uh gang members install a virus because you're trying to knock out some um a computer server uh for a client who wants this done i just had a guy whose dick nearly fell off because he was yeah um, I've, I've had that one used an have you he used an add-on yeah which 
he was trying to bone this mechanical add-on and it like nearly cut his cock off, <laughs> which funny. is Oh, hilarious. no, I, I had the one you where think, he had a, get... a, a penile implant that starts going haywire and he just starts vibrating everywhere. I don't think I've had that one. Oh, it's quality and you have to drive him to a ripper dock to get it taken oh, out. Oh, no, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. I thought it was like a weird kind of, uh, what do they call them? Fle- uh, fleshlight. I thought it was like a weird mechanical fleshlight. No, no, you got a mechanic, an implant? a mechanical ding dong. Oh, right. I'm, I must not be paying attention. But then, <laughs> so then you've got that stuff, which is great. Like it's so odd and and cool and adds like flavor to the world, and he's yeah. engaging. And you can attack those missions in loads of different ways. You can fight. You can hack. You can. Uh, you see, uh, you can I, talk I, to I think that the at, approaching the missions. I don't think that I don't think they do enough to allow you to go various paths. I, I can't. I, I can't. I I disagree completely, man. I wow. I've a, I approach even the gigs in so many different ways, from one to the other, and I've done them where, and you can see the paths as well. I've had a few where they fail, but um, like I had one recently where I had to go and get a guy's eye back because he'd lost it playing poker. <laughs> and, nice. Um, I snuck in the back of the building, hacked, uh, got into their computer terminal, found out that they were doing dodgy stuff, yeah. then went in the front of the building and then blackmailed the guy. Whereas I could see that actually I could uh, okay. break through a door, steal it. I could go and threaten the guy and kill everyone and get it. Like there were so maybe, many ways Maybe it's just the, the missions that I've been coming up against. It's, it's literally like one of two ways of getting into an area. And the one right. area is usually locked off by what level your skill are, your, your skill uh, is. So let's say if you're hacking or whatever, it's like, oh, you have to be yes. this level to hack. So... The only other choice is to go to the front door and fucking shoot this dude. The, 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 I always remember with Deus Ex, like the classic example was like, yes, they present a situation with limitless possibilities, but yeah. usually it amounts to uh, you've got a conversation with a speech check that you could be high enough to pass. You've got a door with a security system that you could be high enough to hack. You've got a vent that you could find and stealth your way into yeah. or you could shoot. And it's like, though, yes, those are options, but they're also kind of the same options that you present. Oh, like I'm 50 hours into this game and here's another <laughs> area that mysteriously has a small yeah. vent at the back of it that I can sneak into. But funnily enough, Jamie, I don't think, I think that's more options than, from my experience, that's more options than Cyberpunk gives you. Maybe. I I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't, well, I would, I think there are a lot of people who if, that, that should probably try one of those last two Deus Ex games if they really like Cyberpunk. Yeah. But there we go. Yeah, but so- I would, like that is I would say that yeah it is that sort of stuff but at the same time because those are the gigs which are not even they're not even like the main side quest yeah, they just yeah. do this to get cash I'm quite impressed in those because they could just have said uh, like my, a lot of games go here's a fetch quest here's a fetch quest yeah go and take this to this person go take this to that person and it's not that but um, it, uh, what you just saying it's not that because you have a choice in the way that you fetch the thing you're fetching <laughs> no because they're, they're no because they're ri- they're written and they fit in the world and they make sense and they're they're well i, I could be wrong I don't I'm, know. I'm only 17 I, hours I, in I'm only feel, an act two, feel, it feels like a lot of people take games they don't like and one of the reductive ways that people one of the reductive things that a lot of people say about games when they don't like them is oh you every mission is go here kill someone come back and it feels like some people are doing mental gymnastics to try and pretend <laughs> that a lot of Cyberpunk's content isn't that too. But it's not that. Like the, no, because I'm, you have an option, because you can stealth. No, no, because you, you can stealth. You can stealth or you can talk. But, the, but, okay, but that's that's like the... I don't know how many options you want, but you can say... Let's say, for example, you need to go and... Like I said, you need to put a virus into a computer mainframe, right? Yeah. But there's only so many ways you can do it. Like, I don't... 
I don't know how many. But you're, ways st- they you're still you're you. still going to a place doing a thing and coming back. You can still be reductive about it. Yeah, I mean. that's the, that's life. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying why aren't people you can say that more, dinner, why work, more people playing no, sport? But no, but I'm saying every time someone is every time someone is reductive about the loop of a game, I'm always angry about it. But I'm saying why aren't more oh, people I being see, reductive see, about Cyberpunk? Like a lot of people, I see, I see a lot of people criticize GTA and uh, yeah. now aren't criticising Cyberpunk when Cyberpunk learns more lessons from GTA 4 than it does from GTA 5. In fact, <laughs> oh, maybe sorry, even I, a I not, le- not yeah. enough lessons from GTA well, 4. I, I just find, though, the whole Cyberpunk thing is really interesting, right? Where the hype for the game built it up to this impossible standard and any negative news, people will fucking pitchforks in the air, uh, you know, burn it to the ground. Then the game comes out and it's it's undeniable the state that it's in. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, you have to hate Cyberpunk. Yeah, and, and I'm not this, sure how. And it's this Sorry. really weird kind of like time of life that uh, I I know I've said it before, and I know people might think I'm joking, and and maybe I'm just psychosis is starting to take over. But it's like we are fucking living in a simulation where shit. This is the <laughs> only explanation for a lot of the shit, not just cyberpunk related, but it's just like, come on, dudes, that how is this a normal thing? It's not. It's not a normal thing yeah. at all. It's it's not a normal thing that we don't learn from uh, past hyping up of games. It's not enough that we don't learn from the pre-order debacle. It's not enough that we don't learn that uh, a company that is in such high esteem drops all the way down to the bottom. We don't learn about the fucking death threats to devs. We don't learn about crunch. We don't <laughs> learn about fucking billionaire investors and and uh stakeholders that don't give a shit about you as a player and, and just want to get uh, a game out in time for christmas and then at the same time in an investor call they'll be like oh why did you release in such a buggy state it's like all of it's just like this kind of like cloud of mass hysteria that we're all just kind of getting into man vast said it best insanity is doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different outcome man i tell you yeah. nailed it i gotta be honest um, the, the last week has felt like insanity like I, I, it's weird that this time last week we recorded our podcast and like I, but here's, here's, here, I'll put it into perspective this way for you. So yeah. last week when we recorded, I remember I, I I ended up doing a bit of a mini rant about cyberpunk. Yeah, and I finished that podcast nervous about that rant, <laughs> and I listened back to my recording of it to double check everything I said, and was refreshing the comments the day the podcast went up because I was like, I'm gonna get chewed up for for talking shit about this game yeah and like one you, you're one, on the side one, of the one, audience at that one point. yeah one week later you get chewed up for saying shit that's too positive like the, the not 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 in certain circles like our discord for example not to plug it but it's a very friendly <laughs> place where everyone is enjoying or not enjoying cyberpunk at their own pace and having very civil discussions about it it's all very nice some people on our discord are loving it some people refunded it already you know yeah. that's that, that's great but reddit twitter <laughs> It's the fucking Wild West, baby. But that's the nature of the beast, right? All those platforms, I think, they either go hard one way or hard the other. And it's not just games, it's everything. You cannot have a nuanced opinion. Not least because, of course, on Twitter you have a limited number of characters. But I think the problem is that people want to seem like they're relevant or they have a, a hot take. And you can't have a hot take like I often do and sit on the fence. Like people <laughs> just get... Yeah, it's I, like, I, I think that's it, Jonesy. It's like, especially we know from being content creators on a social media platform, it's like, hey, you want your voice to be heard with your opinion. But you also know that the algorithm only favours <laughs> extremist opinions. Yes. 
and and you know we uh for all, all our talk about hot takes and and trash opinions and and they are hot and they are trash but they are kind of i would imagine to be quite centrist and that probably does, yeah. You, yeah you know and and that doesn't really like okay we, we brought him up uh last week but the quartering is fucking far on the one end and say what you want about him guess what the fuck the fucking algorithm loves him See no, well, the algor- I don't think the algorithm does. He sort of fights. He sort of has an audience that fight against the algorithm. I Mate, think, let me tell you: if the algorithm didn't love him, he would not have a channel. I'll tell you that much straight away. But see, I I almost don't agree in the sense as well though, that he, I think channels like his do quite well in that they don't have to be that crazy one way or the other. They just shout loudly about <laughs> like an opinion. Maybe that's what we should do. And, we should just start shouting and you get an say. And you kind of get an illusion about that these people are making really kind of like really big points one or the other but actually they're they're just saying it in a in a sort of yeah in, a, yeah. in, a, in an over-the-top way I, but what, my, my point is this though is as jamie said like you can't have a nuanced opinion and i think you can but it just never shows up in any kind of social media because a nuanced opinion does not favor an easy reaction so therefore an algorithm will ignore it absolutely yeah I feel like every opinion I have is nuanced and yeah, no one cares. <laughs> I, I, that's why in some ways I like, I genuinely, as cringy as it sounds, sometimes this podcast sounds like, feels like a real like privilege because we all, I'm sure not just us three, but the people listening have the same thing where like we play a game or we read a new story about a game or something like that. And your, your brain can't help but race and you form your own opinions and you have things you want to say. Yeah, and totally. Like our only other, my only other option, for example, if I didn't have this outlet, would be to shout it into the ether. And then, <laughs> and then I want, it would be this weird thing where like I wonder if there's a, a limit on how long people are willing to talk to no one. And then the next step is, well, what if you start replying to people and replying to tweets yeah. and starting to make, make sure that you're opinions started to reach people and what if they reached yeah. the wrong people and what if your uh, opinions were taken to unhealthy uh, and then you get cancelled and then you get cancelled yeah exactly um yeah. well i'll quickly say because i'll quickly say about cyberpunk because i know there's a lot of people listening to this who'll be thinking like what do you like it do you not like it about the three <laughs> of us i i really like it yeah on the whole i really like it on the whole I yeah think, yeah it is a fundamentally fantastic concept of a game and if it was in early access, I think we would all be saying how amazing it is. Yeah, I yeah, fundamentally yeah. disagree with the idea that it's great on PC and that it's broken on um, previous gen. Because that's not true. It's broken on everything. It's broken on PC, current gen, in the sense that it's got huge parts missing. Yeah. It obviously, we're supposed to include a whole lot more elements. Um, some stuff doesn't work very well. And that stuff carries across. It is awful on previous gen consoles like it's abs- apparently i haven't played i've played it on playstation 5 not playstation 4 but apparently it's unplayable but you can play it on playstation 4 gen so you should just fire it up and try it out i i should i've got a base playstation 4 actually upstairs yeah. i could i could probably plug it in and give it a go yeah, and try it out and see how that's really quite good really that'll be quite fun content yeah I I that's that's it. your Maybe homework stream it. oh you should yeah, stream should it. it a go you should stream, I'll stream quality and and make sure i don't install the day one patch yeah um but but at the end of the day, like it is a game that if they fix it, I think would be like it could be my game of the year, and that is a that is hmm. ridiculous but in a lot of sense. What what yeah. what do you what would you want to see fixed that you think could plausibly be fixed based on what they did to The Witcher Three over time, which was like, hey, yeah, we we changed the sort of the 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 input latency for Geralt's movement, and we reorganized the inventory system, like. 
talking about some things that we were mentioning earlier before we started recording, they're probably not going to, you know, I, I don't know if they can completely rework the way that police AI works. I don't know if they can. You I, know, I think they can. I think they can. You think they can? Yeah, because I actually you, think the, the, the way, get, the way sorry, can or will? about specifically this police uh, AI thing, I think what happened is they were working on a police AI. I mean, this is pure speculation, yeah. but how it would seem to me how it's implemented in the game is that maybe at some point they did have a police AI that they just couldn't get it to work in the time. So what they did is they took that police AI, AI out and they instilled this really dumb AI of like, hey, just fucking spawn them in because we don't have a solution for launch. That's how it seems to me, yeah. and I think it's, I, th- I, I think it's literally a case of just swapping them out. I mean, for, I at its at its most fucking uh, reduced, <laughs> you know, like a, like a fucking yeah. like a jus like instead of a gravy. But see, I agree with you completely. However, in my mind, that is a year down the line, because in my mind, like they've they've said, and we'll cover a few things. They've said um, there's a patch coming before the twenty first. Yeah this month then there's a patch in january a bigger one and there's a patch in february a bigger one um but i don't think it cover i don't think any of that stuff gets addressed uh to the degree that everyone wants it i think it would just be made a bit better so for example the reason you get cars pop in and pop out so like um uh or spawn right near your location is because someone did a reddit video which is quite funny where it was like deciding which car to steal and they just turned around and every time they turned around there was a new car behind them the reason that works is because they're like trying to save graphical processing power by saying if you're not looking at it it doesn't exist yeah so the cars disappear you turn around the game respawns a car the problem is in the real world of course that means that the car's a different fucking car (laughs) so it doesn't work um i think you're right with the police thing i don't necessarily think they can fix that or integrate a better system by february but i think yeah. that might be a longer term goal interesting um, yeah i, th- I what think worries me though is the the next gen versions because they've said they're going to release next gen versions when they're ready and to me it'll be the end of next year end of next year probably yeah. i was hoping for march but now i'm like there's no way they do this again if they drop a no. playstation 5 version and a series x version uh, and well, it's not let, let's, really good. Let's consider. Let's consider this, right? What they need to do is fix the bugs first and foremost, which is what they said that their focus is. Um, and, yeah. and interestingly enough, they mentioned that the the AI they classified as a bug. Okay. Yeah. Should we? Should we? Should we? Okay. I'm going to be brutal. Should we pause this conversation and really quickly speak to Jay, ask Jamie what he's been playing? No. Then- no, <laughs> it, doesn't, no? it doesn't matter enough. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe at the end of the fucking conversation. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, okay so just, so let's, let's just keep the cyberpunk train rolling, baby. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. No. So cool. Look, yeah. They, they got to take it. care of the bugs first, right? Then once they've taken care of the bugs, they've got this existing group of people that encompasses. If you say if you remove whatever platform they're on, it's more a case of the players, okay? So what they need to do is bring in some stuff that the players need rather than platform-specific stuff. And You mean, one, sorry, when, when was your okay. time frame for that? I don't really have a time frame, but let's say okay. bugs first, okay? And part of, part of the thing that they were talking about in terms of bugs is also focusing on previous-gen PS4 yes. and Xbox. Okay, so fine. So that's coming first. That's what they've confirmed is coming first. But then, to my thinking, they need to then focus on improving the experience for existing players, regardless of console. And I think that's where we might right. see some rejigs of uh, inventory system and uh, uh, you know inputs, etc. Quality of life stuff, maybe a few you know bells and whistles here and there. 
then they're probably going to go for the next gen um, patch. And then after that, they're probably going to go for a, like a, a content patch, adding in stuff that probably yeah. didn't have time to make it into the and um, then the release DLC at some point, right? As well, like I, I think people I, need to stop worrying about DLC because I mean the yeah. the Witcher three had uh, DLC expansions uh, about six months after the game came out for totally. pers- for for perspective, like that would put I, DLC for Cyberpunk on the same uh, timeline yeah. in fucking June, which now it seems impossible now. But it's also not just that. It's, 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 oh gosh, it's all of the stuff that they have to do for Cyberpunk far outweighs what they had to do for Witcher 3. Because I agree. On how many platforms they need to get it working on, how deep the problems go, uh, you know, and, and addition of the next gen thing, et cetera. So I think really what people, the, the conversation should never even be bringing up. DLC at this point. That that's my opinion uh, yeah, because no, I agree, I agree. because I agree. it's it, it's pointless. It's like saying, oh well, I it, it's okay. It's like BMW releases a car without any doors, and then someone says, oh, I really hope they have an engine revision. It's like, hold on, the thing doesn't have any fucking doors. You know, this, like, I, see, let, I don't know. I, I I kind of feel like the DLC could still get released inside of six months because they've they've now said that the they from what they've said. By February, the previous gen console versions, which is what they're focusing on at the yeah. moment to get those playable, opt- stable, um, and optimized for those generations, they've said that's going to happen by February. Effectively, okay. that's I, what I, I've taken from I mean, I, 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 I know where you mean. Like, February, we know that February is the last month they've confirmed a big patch for. Yeah. But the, to, to quote them, to get the referring to the patch in January and the patch in February together, these should fix the most prominent problem gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. So they're showing... This is a, a company that, like... <laughs> you don't want to base their track record on patches too much on their track record on the game itself. But if they <laughs> are comparable for whatever in whatever yeah. reason, they're talking about, hey, by February, the previous-gen versions of the game should be better. Yeah. We can, they've, I'm, they've also... I'm, I'm reluctant to take any confidence from that at all. No, I, I agree, but I think all we've got to go on at the moment is... Well, because yeah, they they yeah. had eight oh, exactly. years. Exactly. All we've got to go they on the moment to is, a, is one of the worst AAA game releases of all time in terms of performance and bugs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, I where's the I confidence coming agree. from? You know, there's we, no confidence. Jonesy, there is no confidence. Go, I'm not suggesting or, confidence. Okay. I'm not suggesting confidence. Okay. What I'm saying go, is, no, so you're not suggesting confidence, but please continue to tell us why DLC will arrive in June. <laughs> Mister Mister Vast, the definition of insanity is expecting <laughs> things to be different when the same things happen over and over again. Tell me why DLC is coming out in June. Because I think what they'll do is they've so they've said that they have a strong to quote them team yeah. working on patches at least until February. Okay. Okay. So to, in my mind, that is that they're still trying to hold to some kind of calendar because they've already got dates in their minds of when this is going to be fixed, that's going to be fixed. I do not think that if even in its... Because I, I don't think they would have fixed all the problems by February, but I could imagine that what happens is they've already got most of the DLC stuff, story side, what they want to do. I think they've probably already got a team who've done most of that, obviously nearly finished it. And they're thinking, bugs will be squashed by February. We can still follow our schedule and I wait. Do you think there's a team in there that's almost finished? What? Sorry, I, I the DLC's got to be near, got to be like already. You, th- you think that Cyberpunk? You think this game came out as hot as it did and was delayed as late in the day as it was? <laughs> and there was a team that was sitting around, around somewhere making DLC for six months down the line, like with their feet up. 
No, no, not with it. I don't know. Maitland, I think they were already starting the work to do it because they've. This well, is what gets yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, def- I think they definitely plan, know, know what they want to do. Stuff. No, yeah, they, there's no way that they haven't done. I, anything I'd, I'd say they know what they want to do for their DLC, but it's a question of whether they've started. And like, there are members of staff, like like story writers, for example, they could have been doing some stuff because a story writer is not going to help you know the game be any less buggy on release. But I think the idea that any like. Right, hard, real work has been done on the DLC at this stage is, is far Sure, but, but if you say that the DLC is going to take them a year, I bet they've already done I, half I, of it. I, I don't think it's going to take them a year. I just don't think they're going to release DLC. I think it's a bad look for a game to release paid content when the thing you've delivered so far that yeah. most people have paid money for isn't in a good enough spot. Yeah, totally. And for as much as like there is some optimism out there, what I read in that statement is that, hey, January and February's patches are largely going to deal with the fact that if people are playing this game on a base Xbox One, which it was primarily de- designed and developed and marketed towards, it was one of the primary consoles it was done, it was yeah. marketed towards anyway, runs at less than 720p at the lower end of the variable uh, fra- resolution and as low as 10 frames a second. If they can, by some miracle, make that somewhat acceptable by 2021 standards in two patches, one in January, one in February, then fair play to them. Great. but I, I think don't think people, they will. I think, no, I don't think they will either. So I think that's why people expecting the PC version to dramatically get better, I, I think they're going to be disappointed. I think people who think that the acknowledgement that bad AI is a bug and that that might get fixed, I think they're overly ambitious. Do you know what <laughs> I think their fix for that is going to be? Stop Stop people uh, uh, like reworking the system or fucking with the system so that they can see cops uh, spawning in, in front of them. I think that's all they're going to do. I think, they're gonna, I think they're going to cover the seams. Hide yeah, the seams. Yeah, yes, I don't think yes. they're going to rework an AI system. I genuinely don't. I think when, you, I, I think when nothing in that no, game... No, but hold on. Because, uh, I, because, you see, I think that they do have an AI system, but it's just not implemented and it just needs I think, work. I, again, I think that I think I, I think that's possible, but that's I think that's more your take is more speculative than mine. Yeah, sure. But see, on this, I agree with both of you because I agree with Chris that there's probably a more uh, intelligent system that's supposed to exist and that they've already been working on. But I think his point about the fact they couldn't get it in, they couldn't get it finished, so they went with like a more simple system. I think is probably right because I don't I can't imagine. Or to be fair. Maybe they hadn't got that far down the road, but like we said, I, that's easily like a year off. But I also think you're right, Jamie, in that what if Witcher's anything to go by, they will cover the seams because when I had game breaking bugs in The Witcher, when those were quote unquote fixed, they weren't really fixed; they were brute forced. Yeah. So, for example, I had a character that was uh, like an NPC that was blocking, physically blocking me from finishing a mission, so it meant I couldn't finish the mission because yeah. he was in the way. That bug didn't get fixed in the sense that that carrot, that NPC then didn't block me. It just had it so that there was like almost like a cutscene that let me kind of walk through him. Then he glitched out and then appeared where he was supposed to be <laughs> further down the line. So they brute forced it. They, see, they yeah. and you, that's what they're going. That's what I think they'll do in you, this. You see it all the time with like live games and games that get updated regularly. The quickest way to fix a bug is to take that take out the thing that's creating the bug, yeah. not to fix the bug. Yeah, like the yes. amount of times you play Warzone, it's like, oh, they took out every vehicle in the game, <laughs> and they just left it that way for a month because that was the quickest way to deal with it in the short term. Like, but I think, see, I think is, we're going to see solutions like that. I really do. But the reason I think the DLC will still drop in six months is because 
I from the reading the the press release they had, or uh, sorry, the the meetings for this yeah. and listening to it. In my mind, it was a group of people who were like, "We fucked up. We t- we wanted to get the game out when we shouldn't have done. We should have waited." But however, actually, there's a lot of PC players have been accept- thinking it's okay and it's pretty good and it's got a good score and it gets blah 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 blah. And we're going to have most of those bugs fixed by February. And in my mind, they're then going, so we can still get our DLC out pretty much on time maybe a little bit delayed we can still get this done by this i i think that's I what they'll know. do i think it won't be fixed and it will be it I, better I, I think guaranteed it won't be fixed but i don't i really don't think you're on the right track there jonesy even if so pc sales accounted for 59 percent of what they sold and the console was 41 but even if P, they said to themselves and even if it was true that PC, that 59% of all players were entirely happy with what was happening, it's still poor form to release paid content for something that's uh, 100%. affecting 41% of the player base. 100%. Not to say it's not that- even 41%. It's not even forty one percent because they've said in that in that thing they say yeah. the reason that it's fifty nine percent forty one percent is because um, PC gamers often pre order console gamers nowhere near as much so they yeah, were expecting fine. a lot more sales to happen after the release which is now obviously they're going to have massively reduce their sales but you might be looking at basically 50 50 like if not yet I, I think like, relatively I think soon. to give you the benefit of the doubt Jensen, I still think they'll do it I, no pure DLC it's no bad maybe form. maybe it's what bad they form. do. No, I think it's bad form if they do drop it. But do you know what else is bad form? Do you know what else is bad form? Releasing the game they released. Well, yeah. Yeah, Why do you think they're going to act any differently? No, because because they've been caught with the egg on their face now. They've been caught, whereas before, people people still thought that it was okay. But now, when... Because they released a game at a point where everyone was still super hyped for the Messiah of gaming, right? (laughs) Yeah. But now the Messiah of Gaming has come out and he's a false prophet and people have fucking got the pitchforks out. So that's that's the difference. Now, look, I, mean, a, I, look, I think look, they'll, they'll do their best with the February patches and then maybe they'll do a small content drop with fucking hairstyles. And that's probably all you're going to get in, by way of DLC in for a very long while. That's my honest to take. And I think if they had to release a large piece of DLC, even if it was for free, it's... It's basically saying to the people, hey, I know you still have bugs, but guess what? Instead of using the resources of our company to fix these bugs, we made the, we made this extra content for you. And it's like, hold on a second. That's that's so bang out of order. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you, but I kind of feel like we've already seen this company act in a certain way and be and get it wrong with regard to timings and get it wrong with amounts like resource required to fix stuff. Okay. But, but by your own admission then, by your own admission that they've been so bad with all of this, that they've delayed the game, what, three times that you still expect that they say now that they can fix things in February. But they're saying that. No, I know they're They're, saying that, but you're believing them. They will. No, no, I'm not believing them. I've, I said I don't believe. I don't think they. I don't think they will do that. I think they will try, and their intention is that that will happen. But I don't think it will happen. But I, that's why I still think they'll release the DLC because their schedule will still say. So hold on, you think that the- you think that they're gonna have they're gonna. Re- Try when are they, and fix when are all they these... going to make the DLC? Yeah, hold on. You think that they're going to try and and squash all these bugs for February update? Okay, so yeah, February update yeah. comes by, and you think that they're going to fail with that 
to squash a majority of the bugs, not, right? Not fail. I think that I think they'll succeed to a degree. Like it will be less buggy. It, the frame rate will be better. But I don't think they're going to do what what they need to do. Okay, what we would fine. We would agree. So is so at, so at the end of the end of February patch, the game will still not be in a a great as, as what it should be as what it should be peak and, physical and, condition. And you th- yeah, peak physical and, condition. And you're telling me that after that, you think they're just going to be like, here's some content, guys. Yes. Hey guys, no, I, 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 I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Um, Do you know? I tell, tell you why. I tell you why. I, I think you've and lost the, really you've quickly, lost the plot on that one. Jersey. I'll really quickly try and tell you why. Because in my mind, <laughs> they're looking at the they're looking at an 89 critic rating. Yeah. They they've even said in this meeting, which is mental. Um, where if you look at people that have played 10 hours or more, they rate it an 85, like for the actual players, <laughs> which is insane because you're looking at people that like the game and saying what a surprise they like yeah. the game, and people that um, haven't encountered too many bugs to have been playing it for 10 hours or more. Exactly. The um, the refund things is really dodgy because it's a very good game underneath, and I don't think many people would have refunded it because they will be hopeful that it will get fixed in short time, in short space of time, and be great. There will definitely be people who refund it, but there won't be that many people as a percentage, if you like, of the eight yeah, yeah, of yeah. The eight million we know. I think it's up to ten million now. People who have bought the game. Yeah, yeah. There'll yeah. be a fraction of that. Will will um, so they'll be walking away with ten million people's money. They'll be walking away with an eighty-nine critic review or Metacritic. Yeah. Um, it's still going to go down. Go down as an incredibly, like, incredibly well, con- I don't know, visualized game, and there's a whole load of great stuff to have in it. And when they take that to you know their financial meetings and they look down the barrel of like marketing and stuff like that that's what a lot of games would pray for that and if you then tell me that they're not going to turn around and go right dlc in, inside you know because we can make a bunch uh, like more uh, money i I, th- I, 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 don't- th- I think that the communication so far both the, the stuff that we were meant to be privy to and the stuff that we weren't suggests that they have um they were not able to predict to the degree to which they have uh had backlash I'm interested. I'd be interested to know how real the like, backlash is on the what. I think. The wider I think. World. Look, look at the email that got leaked that uh, CD Projekt Red developer, like CD Projekt Red employees, got sent, where they basically yeah. said, "Hey, we fucked up. When your bonuses this year won't be based on Metacritic. Yeah, uh, we're going to give you. We're going to give you it anyway. Uh, and we're we're sorry for underestimating the degree to which we were asking you to do stuff that wasn't possible. Like that was an internal email that got leaked and they sent that round. Also, the a bunch of the quotes that we have uh, pulled and that we're going to be talking about and we're talking about now were from a board meeting. But it wasn't just any old board meeting. It was an emergency board meeting <laughs> with investors. An emergency one. Yeah. Like, it was, with, it's, like invest- it's like we're, among us. They fucking smack that button. You know? right, yeah, with, with investors on the line being like, hey – what the fuck is going on? And like, here's the quote. Uh, here's one of those quotes that we from that board meeting, that emergency board meeting. The cost of patching the game is irrelevant compared to what we have at stake at this moment. There is no question about it. When uh, talking about like CD Projekt Red and their reputation, yeah, we definitely want to fix the game. We made a promise to gamers, and we will be doing everything to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, which, is, which is what we all hope for, right? We all hope that they CEO and Adam Krasinski acknowledged that by not showing the last versions, the company had a company knows it's eroded consumer trust, in its reputation, and now needs to work to regain that quote. That's why our first steps are solely focused on regaining those two things, referring to the last yeah. versions performance and their fucking company reputation and consumer yeah. trust. 
And you don't like, regain don't, that by just releasing you DLC you don't say for that, you don't game. Say that to, you don't say that to an investor in your company at an emergency board meeting to then do something that actively dissuades people from giving them any further trust and like degrades their reputation further. That's why I couldn't disagree more. But we we know that that is all well and good, but at the end of the day, they're going to be looking at certain metrics in order to judge what is success what is failure and an investor most investors aren't going online to read to watch youtube reviews and stuff for Dude, a game you you said you listened to it there are invest there are, there are investors in that call who ask questions about things based on what they have seen and read and heard online yeah, yeah. not but most of them didn't like most of but them I some think of them people, did some some of them absolutely did so some you so you think a, the you ai think one that was you, specifically like do you, one where do you, I was like, do you think do you think the co-ceo was lying to investors in his company in a public no, in no, a public board meeting, then no, I don't then you can't then you have to concede that it's what, very unlikely that paid DLC that would erode consumer trust would come out in June. No, no, because I did, I didn't say that they I didn't say it would erode. I said that the metrics they will use and what they will say to their investors and how the company looks, I don't think is the same metrics that we would be looking at to see whether they've eroded trust. I think I, I think even people having a good time with CD Projekt Red would be disappointed to see paid content coming out for that game if the last-gen console versions were not in a better place or were not in a like, good enough place. But see, I, th- I think, yeah, I think that they will be in a better place. I just don't think they will be where they need to be. But they I will know, get dude. to a point where I think they can argue, we've done it. The idea... We've done enough. The idea, with as hot as this game has come in, with everything that's wrong with it, the idea that DLC will be ready in the same turnaround time as it was ready on The Witcher 3 is outrageous to me. Absolutely outrageous. I think, I, that's, I think that's what will happen. Because hold on, because wow. let me give you another. How, this is another how point. Hold on, you, hold on. I'm, you, I'm said, feeling another wager coming on. How are they going to? No, make there's it? no wager. <laughs> yeah, let, no, let, let, let me give you a quote. Let me give you a quote. Five grand. Let me give you a quote. Five grand. Let me let me give you a quote. Because five grand. You were talking about five whether grand. Or not. Let's put money we on it. Talk- Shut up. No, because, <laughs> no, because let me give you a quote on the same thing. You were doing the thing, and if I asked you to put your money where your mouth is, you'll probably back away. Sorry, you broke. You broke up. Say Don't worry. But no, I, I, if I, I think that will, I think the DLC will come out in the same sort of time because okay, let's put money on it then. Let's put money on it. No, I don't want why to put not? money on it. Do you know because do you know why? Because last time this <laughs> happened, you, you won by bullshit to like um, mm. decisions from our audience when you were wrong. Anyway, bullshit so yeah, decisions by our that. audience. Wow. Anyway, to- anyway. Anyway, there's because there's an interesting thing because you said do you, do I think that they were lying to their investors but there was an interesting quote from that meeting which i don't believe and i would be interested if you believed it and you are effectively saying that you believe that they wouldn't lie to their investors based on blah blah blah. okay so this was the quote with regard to not showing the console version we've actually shown console footage but never on the last gen consoles the reason is that we were updating the game on last gen consoles until the very last minute and we thought we'd make it in time unfortunately this resulted in giving the reviewers just one day before release which was definitely too late and the media didn't get the chance to review it properly this was not intended we were just fixing the game until the very last moment so you believe that they wouldn't say anything untrue to their investors so you wholeheartedly buy that quote yeah, no, I don't, I think, I don't I buy think it, they're but... t- I think they're talking I around it. I think they're talking around it. That's not talking around it. That's saying the reason no one got the game early, uh, any earlier than that was because they just couldn't get it to them. That's literally what it says. There's no talking around it. No, um, okay. I don't I don't believe that's true, but I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's the same kind of lie, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. 
I'll get. I'll tell you what. I'll give you this. I'll give oh, you. Hold on. How, how on does that. that? How does that in any way relate to the fact of what we're saying that? Because they- jo- jo- Jonesy Jonesy's basically trying to say, look, here's evidence that they've already lied to their investors. So why wouldn't they just do it again? Yeah, but because part connected strand here to this and DLC. Because part because of my ju- argument hinged on the fact that they uh, have promised uh, to investors that they are more uh, keen to regain consumer trust and rebuild their reputation than they are, uh, you know, make money, for example. And that's one of the reasons why I don't yeah. think they'd release oh, DLC well, I, before the game I, is okay. fixed. I think so there's Jones, a difference. Jeremy's saying this, this yeah. meeting is full of complete truths. And I'm saying, well, well there's one that ain't true. I'm not saying it's, com- I'm not yeah. saying it's complete I, truths. I, I, think there's, I think there's a difference between saying something to effectively your boss to cover your ass and then there's another thing of saying something that is a truth to the predicament that your company is in i suppose the reason i disagree with you guys about the dlc is because as when we talk about making the relationship better with their consumers you can never make all your consumers happy right so we're talking a percentage what percentage of people that play cyberpunk are going to be happy and it's not going to be 100%. So then yeah. we have to agree it's somewhere between 100 and 0. And that's when they'll say, we're at a good point, so now we can release the DLC, blah, 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 blah. I think I think they believe they will get to that percentage point of making what, people happy in time to put the DLC out and do whatever what, they what if, do. What if I were to put it to you that CD Projekt Red are more concerned than ever before about the percentage of people with whom they are losing uh, reputation and trust who haven't bought or will not or haven't yet bought or will not buy Cyberpunk 2077 and actually their reputation away from consumers and like active purchasers of their game has never been lower and people are looking at them as a company now and say and this and I believe this is already a fact the Witcher 3 and its reputational launch and the way it, and the way in which it was delivered and the way in which they worked on it didn't affect the anticipation for uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I think Cyberpunk 2077 has already done irreparable damage to whatever CD Projekt Red have, have do do next in terms of their next major AAA release. Would you would you what do you think about that assertion? I don't agree it's irreparable. Um if I had to if like I would say cuz so yeah like Witcher 3 was was broken in some ways and it didn't damage their reputation at all and some of those fixes were not very good i would say it's maybe more akin to like no man's sky whereby everyone it was a joke right when it came out people were like and a lot of things stuff i didn't agree with that people were saying was they were like this game lied i didn't agree with a lot of that um coverage that people put out and now hello games are in the position whereby people think they are an incredible company who stand by their game and all this free content and it's taken years right for them to, to get there so I don't agree irreparable because I think they can repair it. And they can say to themselves, their investors, everyone, we will repair it. We're almost at a time of maximum potential for CD Projekt Red because at this point they can say anything and we have no idea what the truth is. Yeah. Can they get there before their next big release or the DLC or whatever? Oh, yeah, of course they can. Like I think, Yeah, of I, I agree with Jonesy. I, I don't think it's irreparable, but it's definitely an uphill battle. It is definitely an uphill battle for sure, for sure. Anyway, but the weird thing is, the weird thing is though, they've got so many. Like, compare it to No Man's Sky. They already have ten million people that have bought the game. They've already got an insane number of critics saying it is the best game ever ever made. Like, 
you've got the bullshit of people saying that on PC it is basically perfect. It's like, no, it isn't. It's still got all the problems we've talked about. Like, mm. they've got the fundamental anyway, game problems. Fellas, fellas, people fellas. are already lying to themselves Jonesy, about it. Uh, let's just put a pin in that kind of thing and, and move on to... Because <laughs> right. we've got a lot to talk about here and, and not a yeah, lot of time. Um, speaking about uh, the Open Critic, right? So Open Critic included a warning to viewers. So Open Critic themselves took it upon themselves to put in this warning saying that the game is significantly different across platforms and that... Open critic think that CD Projekt Red intentionally hid performance. That that is kind I mean, of mind blowing to me. That this kind of aggregator would, it, would put up this kind of disclaimer. Yeah, you you expect it from your know, commenters on the internet to accuse them of intentionally obscuring. For what it like, for what it's worth, I think they intentionally obscured the like. They intentionally uh, avoided the issue of letting people see yeah. the con- last gen ver- console I agree. versions. Yeah. Of this game can before, I read the Can release? I read the warning just so that yeah, everyone knows? Yeah, like, please do. I was just, just, just going to say so you don't they, expect to hear it from an outlet like this. Well, because they're meant so, to be. Sorry, Josie, before you get into it, because o- it. Open Critic as a as an aggregator are not meant to have an opinion at all, right? Yeah, they they they're just meant to be like as as objective as possible and be like, hey, we're not getting involved in any of this. This is what the critics think, and this is what the users think, and yet they're kind of stepping in as this kind of like. I don't know. It's a, I, I think I think it's pretty cool personally, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it does kind of feel counter to what open critics should be all about. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, almost uh, like an objective viewer. Yeah. Sort of thing. So they've yeah their their warning says. Um, Please note, this game has significant disparities in performance, player experience, and review scores between PC, next-gen consoles, Xbox One, and PS4 versions. The Open Critic team and several critics suspect that the developer, CD Projekt Red, intentionally sought to hide the true state of the game on Xbox One and PS4, with requirements such as only allowing pre-rendered game footage and reviews, and not issuing review copies for PS4 and Xbox One versions. This notice will be taken down in February 2021. Oh, that is brutal. Which is when uh, CD, CDPR said that the patch will come out. Interesting. Yeah, it, well, that, that'll be the third patch. That'll be the third yeah. patch. Fourth, well, fourth patch. But that's that's uh, what patch. That's, well, that's patch. it depends. That's it's what CD, they're saying that will fix it. That would have CD CD Project Red for what it's worth are referring to the January patch and the February patch as patch one and patch two. Yeah. And the thing that came right. out last week and the came out the came out, thing that it will come out this week hot as the, as hot fixes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, go, going on from that, fellas. So you know, CDPR from from their side trying to do some damage control, I guess they put out the statement saying like, "Hey, you know what? If you're not happy with the game, it's all cool, bro. Just fucking click that refund button, bro. It's no problem, bro. You'll get your money back, bro. Everyone's gonna be happy, bro. You can come back later when you're cool with it, bro." And then Sony fucking <laughs> stepped in and said, uh, "You fucking what?" <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, but then God. CDPR, I'm, I'm right in saying CDPR then issued a statement saying if you have problems getting refunds, you can contact us directly. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but but, dude, well, yes. So then they're going to be backlogged with all of these refund requests. Potentially, we don't really know the the extent of the refund situation. But if because because if you've bought it, bought it from Sony's store, right, and Sony are yeah. refusing to give you a refund then you need to go around to CDPR and CDPR need to fix this issue. Whereas if Sony agreed to it, it's it's just a refund process. It's very simple. It's very straightforward, right? But- I, don't, I don't think Sony have a leg to stand on. 
I would be interested to see if someone took but it, it especially it's, in but some... it's their policy and always that... yeah. do you mean their policy is never leg to stand on in general no no in the, because I think you come up against a few things with game returns and things like that you have this notion of like Steam's, um, for example, if you have played the game for less than two hours or you've yeah. you know done less than whatever, then you can just refund it eat, like for no reason. I believe Sony yeah. Sony have a similar thing with the uh, uh, playtime. I think it's also like a two-hour window. No, um, uh, so, no, Sony's is brutal. Sony's is if you download it, you're fucked. <laughs> wow. That's right. part of and the so, issue. Like yeah. for what it's worth, aside from Cyberpunk, Sony's like the P- PSN's refund policy is fucking abysmal. Yeah, and but like, see, I, but you get difficult with this because I think Steam one is is ridiculously uh, good. They don't need to offer that. Yeah, but they hold don't on. Need to so say you, you you're forgetting one very important thing that that Steam refund uh, policy only came into effect like two three years ago, as it is as we know it now. It what it didn't used to be as like all encompassing as it used as that no i'm saying it's as it is now like i'm, yeah. I'm talking now yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay as it would okay. add it would apply anyway, to yeah. games now yeah like that's that to me is is you don't need to do that the steam go further than they need to go right yes sony don't go anywhere yeah because they say if you've downloaded it which i can understand because it's software you could download a game not play it rip it copy it somehow if you knew yeah. what you were doing and then you could ask for a so, refund so yeah. i can re- i can read you just a brief thing from sony's playstation store after purchasing this type of content through the playstation store you have 14 days from purchase to request a re- refund if you have started to download or stream the purchase content you will not be eligible for a refund unless the content is faulty and for anyone wondering in the con- faulty in this context, Sony have been telling people because CD Projekt Red have uh, pledged to deliver patches, it does not quantify as faulty. Wow! So that's that's why I say bull- that's bullshit. And I would love to see what would happen if someone took them to court in a country like the UK with pretty strict um, customer fairness laws and yeah. things, because it is faulty. It's fundamentally broken. Yeah. Um, I've played it for seventeen hours and have had twelve crashes. Um, yeah. And I'm playing on a PlayStation Five. If, I, I if we guess- downloaded. Sorry, James. I guess people also, if they've bought it on a credit card, they could potentially get credit card protection from that purchase as well. But then, wouldn't that be the credit card company agreeing that it's broken? Like, yes, yes. So, in other words, you're bypassing Sony and you're bypassing CDPR, and uh, you're taking it up with a credit card company. Because how can you say, like, so? I think someone in our comments said, which was like quite true, you you couldn't go and buy like a pair of trousers or a suit jacket and then you get it delivered and it's missing an arm and then someone then and then they go but don't worry because in a couple of months we'll send you the other arm (laughs) yeah that's a good point (laughs) that would never happen like the fact they can say that this doesn't constitute faulty because they've said they will fix it it's like okay i'll buy it again then from you in two months time when they fixed it i agree okay but look regardless sony is point blank refusing sony are being cuck boys okay but then we move over to cdpr who now have to take on not just their GOG refunds. I think Steam are just dealing with their own, and I don't know what Xbox's situation is, but they've got to take Sony's refund situation as well, which means that they're going to get this massive backlog. So let's say you as an individual, you apply for this refund, you say, Sony's fucked me, I need this sorted out, and CDPR are like, cool, I'm just going to take this uh, this piece of paper, this ticket that you put through, I'm going to put it at the back with everyone <laughs> else's tickets, and you know what, by the time you get refunded, the game will probably be fixed. <laughs> So someone, um, I did see someone on the Reddit thread who said that they had applied for a refund, got denied from Sony, um, went to CDPR, and then had a reply saying, uh, here's your refund, and it was store credit for the Sony store. Oh, weird. Which is like, 
that's not the same as getting oh, yeah. a refund for something broken. I mean, at, I feel- at, yeah, but at, in this fu- fucked up situation, you take what you can get, right? One, I don't agree. Like, if if you want to get more than that, you have to stick by your guns. You can't I think, accept. I think the the issue is for me is that the original statement that they put out three days ago. Now, this is CD Projekt Red. Yeah, the wording of it, and maybe I, you guys might disagree, but I think the wording of it implied that this was that they had spoken to either Sony yeah. or Microsoft or both of them and almost got this cleared as like, hey, this is an exemption. Clearly something is wrong here. You guys can go and get refunds. For them to put out a statement that flew in the face and newingly flew in the face of Microsoft and Sony's refund policies and advised people to go and ask for refunds on PSN and Xbox when they knew that yeah. on PSN, for at least, it, 99% of cases would not happen was just the worst kind of damage control because you're just shooting yourself in the foot. (laughs) They knew it would come back to them. And for what it's worth, uh, there was some news broke yesterday that implies that Sony have already, like, maybe lost their temper a little bit with CD Projekt Red behind the scenes. Did you see this? No. No. So basically, there's some journalists, obviously, who in the process of trying to cover this story are basically putting themselves in the shoes of consumers, trying to get refunds on different platforms. One of them is um, a guy from uh, the Vice Gaming's site, um... Patrick Klepik, he's been doing this. And one of the things he did was he reached out to the email that um, that CD Projekt Red uh, put in their original statement, which was, help help me refund at cdprojectred.com. <laughs> For what it's oh, worth, they God. said, they said please use the system of PSN or Xbox, but if it's not possible, contact this one. So he contacted that one. Yeah. They replied saying, hey, we've got, this is confirmation that we have received your assistance request. We're going to get back to you. Uh, no later than the end of 2020. Yes. But they say, in the meantime, if you're in a digital copy on Xbox, visit the Xbox support article for details on how to refund. So, hey, here's how you go about this if you're Microsoft. Ex- if you own uh, a- Xbox, okay, yeah, yeah. Xbox, yeah. yeah. If you're in a digital copy on PlayStation, please wait for us to get back to you. I.e. CD Projekt Red's official ah. um, wording on this has now changed from, actually, if you bought it on PSN, please don't go and try and get a refund on PSN <laughs> because maybe a lot of people have tried to do that and it's making PSN look bad and Sony have reached out to CD Projekt Red and said, hey, why the fuck did you tell hundreds of thousands of people to try and uh, <laughs> apply for refunds you knew they wouldn't get? Yeah. See, I, I almost think it's a little bit, I don't think it's because they knew they wouldn't get them. I think that it's almost like the damage control backwards, right? Because if people apply for refunds and Sony give it to them, then that's one thing because those people off their own bat have gone and asked for refunds. But if they put out a statement saying, go ask for refunds, guys, then obviously loads more people are going to ask for refunds. So Sony are then probably going, why did you give people this idea? I mean, they did <laughs> give people, they did, give, they told people directly. That's what I mean. They told yeah. people directly. So, that, I, so I, yeah. think if you were Sony, you'd be annoyed. And you'd but say, on the other hand, what are you doing? Don't the, tell the, them. The, the to vice report, the, the reporter who has been talking to a lot of consumers in this matter, seems to imply that whatever CD Projekt Red has do, has done has worked, because apparently the majority of people he's spoken to that have gone through the PSM process are more angry at Sony than they are of CD Projekt Red. So if oh, this, yeah. that was the. I, d- I don't know. I'm not going to say either way. But if this was an attempt to uh, to try and put the responsibility for refunding on someone else who they knew wouldn't do it, and that people would get angry yeah. at them, it has worked. Well, all I can say about the situation is, thank God I got it on PC. <laughs> uh, not not only because of Steam's refund policy, and not only because the uh, PC version seems to be a lot more stable. But funny yeah. enough, guys, uh, I was uh, scouring the. Uh, 
the dumpster fire that is the cyberpunk game <laughs> r slash cyberpunk game uh, subreddit and man there are some interesting things there but i did come across one article that uh and and this is absolutely fascinating to me okay saying that they found an error in cd Pro- uh, in cyberpunk 2077's config file right uh, relating yeah. to data pools so like how the game views your resources and uses your resources to run the game uh, and it turns out that the config file is the exact same on pc as it is for base playstation and base xbox meaning uh three gigabytes of ram and or is it no 1.5 gigabytes of ram and three gigabytes of video memory like video ram your gpu Whereas a PC should obviously scale with what your hardware is and certainly should not be that low, right? So he had this this uh, this guy that uh, posted this article had a bit of a guide on how to go into your config file and change things. And I tried it out and I can confirm that it is there. So what seems to have happened was that the game shipped with an incorrect configure file. Yeah, which may be the root of some problems for some people on their PCs. Now, for what it's worth, you can't. For what it's worth, you can't see me grinning <laughs> because I've just, I've just got to come up with a conspiracy theory about this. Oh, oh, uh, you and me are thinking the same theory. thing because there's another game that famously got accused of the thing that you're probably thinking of, Jonesy. All right, well, hold, oh, okay. hold on, we'll get there. Okay, so I went into this config file and I can confirm that the column for PC is the same as the column for Xbox. It's just the same column for PS4. I changed the values, and I personally did see an increase in frame rate of about 5 to 8 uh, FPS, which is decent when I'm like, you know, early to mid-30s to begin with. Some people have yeah. said that they've done the same thing, and it hasn't worked. It seems to benefit people with older hardware than like RTXs, as an example. And some people are claiming it's just a placebo, and it just has to do with where you are in the game and how it's loaded and this, that, that. Whatever it may be, for what it's worth, I found value in it. You might want to check it out. Uh, but yeah, madness that it would uh, ship with a wrong config file for PC. But yeah, go on, Jonesy. What's your what's your conspiracy? Yeah, Hold madness. on. Should we should we call should we call yeah, the I know from Jamie's tone? Should we call I the uncovered Jamie- boys? Uh, for, from Jamie's tone, I know that. Yeah, I'm probably talking about what he was gonna. I was gonna say what he was thinking. Let's hear it. Um, is that right? They are in a bad position, marketing, PR wise, everything. Okay? Yeah, they need a couple of wins before they get to January, February, before they get some big patches out. Okay. okay? So, what's one way to get a win? And as editors, we've probably been there and been a bit cheeky <laughs> and done this sort of thing before. Yeah. Um. Who, what's to say that they didn't purposefully cap some of those things in the config file so that they knew they could patch it in a few days' time Yeah. so that people who would see an uptick in frame rate and would go, good on CDPR for fixing this stuff. They're getting on it quickly Maybe as an easy little win but then, and but, a cheeky little... Okay, the thing that I have to say to that is then why didn't they include it in the 1.04 hotfix? Because that already came out, like when the game came out, basically, or, no, or no. too too soon. No, but they need another one. I'm saying they artificially created another hotfix. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Okay. I, I think that whoever's role it was to configure this was probably fucking burnt out and didn't know what they were doing, and they just <laughs> they just did the wrong fucking thing. Yeah. And I don't think C- CDPR noticed, and has taken this redditor to kind of be like. By the way, guys, you, you know, you may have shipped the game with the wrong config file. 
It's fascinating. Fascinating. Um, but yeah, Jamie, what were you going to say? That's yeah, not quite the exact same conspiracy <laughs> as I was thinking. I oh, was okay. thinking the one that uh, uh, a uh, another equally as controversial open world uh, hacking game uh, struggled with all the way back in 2014, and that was Watch Dogs, uh, which yeah. for anyone that doesn't remember, uh, Watch Dogs appeared to have a very similar issue where the PC version appeared to have lots of very easily tweakable settings that, you know, almost every consumer uh, could do, follow any guide and do that would dramatically improve performance and visuals on the PC version. Yeah. And the conspiracy theory at the time was that they had intentionally reduced the quality of the visuals and the performance on the PC version of the game to, to diminish the amount of disparity between the PC version and the console versions to try and... Uh, essentially eliminate some of the backlash that might have occurred. I don't think that's the case in this situation, because I think if CD Projekt Red had delivered the game they delivered, but it was even better on PC than it currently is, I don't think console gamers actually get... I think console gamers are more angry about the version of the game they got in isolation, like as opposed to yeah. it compared to the PC version. So I don't think that's the conspiracy theory yeah. that fits the bill on this case. But it is interesting if they looked at it and they were like, do you know what? We can maybe make the Xbox One and PS4 versions look a little bit more, look a little bit better by making the PC version look worse. <laughs> look worse. Saying no, look, every version's on fire, <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, but, um, five to eight frames per second performance difference is the only win you're getting here. And yeah. so I don't. Well, it's I, it's not it's not yeah. significant. Although I do have a top tip for people on PC, and this is uh, got no kind of like config file tinkering or anything. Um, I turned the population density in Cyberpunk down to its lowest, uh, which has given me a, a decent bump in frame rate. Because my thinking was, I'm not fucking interacting with any of these NPCs that are just walking around and you can't interact with anyway. What's the fucking point of having them there? Yeah. It's like when you get down to it and actually play the game. It's a visual thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. No, but for, for e even worse, it's an annoyance because they, got, they bump into you. <laughs> I will say also, Chris, for you and for anyone listening who's interesting, uh, Digital Foundry have put out a video. It's like an optimized settings video. Yeah. And what they do is they go through every setting in the graphics uh, kind of menu and they'll, they'll look at like low, medium, high, and they basically look at the visual difference, like what's actually happening when you change it versus the performance gain or increase. Yeah. And so right. like there's certain things, for example, where they were getting identical FPSs on low and high. So they'll be like, hey, just stick to high. And other ones where like visually there wasn't a huge downgrade for going to low, but there was a performance bump. So yeah, I think uh, that Cascaded video. Shadows was a, a major one to kind of I, turn I kept, low. Yeah, I kept hearing about Cascading Shadows. Yeah. I haven't looked into it further. But A little tick in the column for the cons my conspiracy theory. Mm. They did it on purpose. But I just thought about was um, that that fix came out. So I saw it, I think, the same day you saw it, Chris, on the Reddit thread. But it had yeah. already been out for like a day or so when I saw it. Yeah. Um, why didn't they just put it out straight away like a patch to specifically just change the config settings um, for pc users wait how, they well, definitely, how, i don't think it's they, that, i don't think it's that simple they've got to go through processes and stuff before they release have something. they have they officially fixed it now no, like if i no. download no they haven't okay so that's what i'm saying if if because if you were them and you'd done it by accident right and it was an easy win in your column and it's so simple to fix. Why wouldn't you super quick have got someone to knock up the correct config file, pumped it out through yeah. PC users specifically, and then if anyone then went onto their own config file to have a look, they could say, oh, that was not true. That right I, I, I get what you're saying. And yeah. Why would you wait? I, I don't know why you'd wait, but there must 
there must be a reason whether it's a case of you don't want to admit that kind of big easy mistake or maybe it's a case of saying that they wanted to just group it in with a bunch of other fixes or maybe it's a case of saying um that any fix that they do needs to go through a little bit of a a process to make sure that it's ready for delivery because yeah in in, right. in theory they could have read that thread at reddit post because guaranteed the the people involved in fixing the game and bugs are scouring the reddit <laughs> the reddit hope so. the reddit to well. learn what they need to do um and you'd think that as soon as they came across this and they'd go and cross-reference it with what they've done, they'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, that's an easy fix. Let's fucking ping this out right now. I've got the config file right here. But here you go. What's going to happen is they're going to fix it, ping it out, and everyone like Chris who's changed their config file is going to have broken it. And they're all going to have nah, to it'll, redownload it'll, the game. It'll just overwrite. Um, we'll cloud see. saves. It'll be interesting, to, <laughs> be interesting to see what's happening in that, in that next hot fix. I don't know. If they don't fix it in that, then there's something. Yeah, they said that they said another uh, fix is coming like before the twenty first, I think, of December. Uh, they said within seven days, and that the meeting's on the twenty fourth. So yeah, it should be by the twenty first. Yeah, yeah. fix. It would be interesting. It'd be very interesting. Uh, yeah. a, a little bit of a an aside here, uh, not necessarily for uh, CD Projekt Red, but uh, CD Projekt, the kind of the the holding company, holding company, parent parent, parent company. company who own uh, goodoldgames.com, GOG. And interestingly enough, they were going to release a game, Jonesy, this will interest you. They were going to release Devotion on GOG, or GOG, as uh, us goggers like to call it. Um, So Devotion, as you should know, Jonesy made a video on it as one of the scariest horror games you'll never be able to play because it was pulled from sale because of a whole big... On the channel, check it out. On the channel, check it out. Because there was a whole big uh, controversy uh, with China. Um... And literally, so the game got pulled and Red Candle Games, the makers of Devotion, the devs, have said that, hey, it's going to come out on on GOG. You can buy it in, you know, however many hours or whatever it is. A couple of hours later, GOG put I think it was, I want to say that it was literally 10 hours before it was supposed to go out. They tweeted about it and then it was like two hours before it was supposed to go out that it then got, yeah. um, that GOG then tweeted. Yeah, so GOG came out and, and said, uh, yeah, about that uh, Devotion game by Red <laughs> Candle Games. Uh, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, their reasoning was they listened to player feedback and have decided to pull it from the store. So at this stage, you've got to understand, when Red Candle tweeted out that it was going on GOG, it had its own... Uh, store page on GOG. You could go there. You could like, it's all the info was there. Then GOG pulled it. And then they gave that reason of uh, player feedback. But you know that that player feedback is not player feedback. It's Chinese government feedback. Because I, I don't know about that. I actually saw, so I read two opposing opinions. Okay. And I, do you want me to put them both to you? Hell and yeah. And see which one you I mean, I, I know which one I'm kind of going down on, but yeah going down was because i thought that and then i read a different one and i was i was kind of intrigued so one of the opinions is that the gamers of which they talk about um were uh chinese players okay um, or whoever you like government whatever who basically said if you release this uh they put this game out this game that said all this horrible stuff about the um chinese government and and what's his name xi jinping yeah then um you know, we will come down on you and we will rate you really badly and whatever whatever threats it could have been okay. that they said to force them to not release it. That is like what a lot of people I think have taken from this, that they were bullied into not releasing it. I, I don't take that. Or, I don't take that. 
that that's that that's not Chinese how I read government. it. Yeah, I read it as the Chinese okay. government saying that effectively, if you want your storefront to still be available in our country, this is what you need to do. Right. So yeah. So that's kind of I'm I'm putting those two together. Yeah. The other one, which was on the Guardian, which was quite an interesting take, um, which I didn't I hadn't thought about, and I don't know enough about China and stuff, um, was that. GOG is actually one of the sites which kind of flies under the radar in China because it's too small to warrant a legitimate official Chinese webpage and stuff. So gets away with having uh, being a storefront that gamers can use in China despite not being official. Sure. And actually what could have happened is that a lot of gamers who use GOG and are GOG supporters um, basically said to them, if you do this, the Chinese government will forget like not looking at you because you're small and they will shut you down in China and you are where I get my games from. Please don't do this because it will be terrible for gamers in China. And actually that to me suddenly was like a, oh, I, I don't know now which one okay, is Okay, yeah. Likely. Actually, that yeah. that could be something. Also, yeah. also worth noting, uh, this tweet might be uh, have something to do with uh, <laughs> GOG's decision, might have nothing to do with GOG's decision, but Daniel Ahmad, uh, uh, ZooGX on Twitter, tweeted yeah. 23 hours ago, um, that uh, Cyberpunk, tw- uh, uh, basically that Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Hold on, just reboot, Jamie. Reboot. I know because it's one of those things where you're going to say it, you're going to read it and say it at the same time, and um, <laughs> and now I don't know which bits to uh, to say and to read. Uh, but basically, gamers are accessing it via Steam and uh, the Hong Kong version of PSN. Uh, 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 version of Xbox Live, even though uh, uh, that they don't have a license to uh, sell it in China at the moment, and he is noting that CDPR is building its presence in China. Um, yeah, and uh, and they've invested in South Chinese localization, um, and because the cyberpunk theme is popular over there, uh, it's actually doing surprisingly well. "Quote unquote," off to a strong start. Yeah. So they sorry, wouldn't I, want sorry, to. I, sorry, I kind right, of. Right. Sorry, I kind of botched that one. It's just, <laughs> it was like three tweets that said some things, and they seemed to contradict each other. And I was like, "Am I about to read something that contradicts its point?" But basically, what I was saying is, while GOG, uh, whose parent company is CD Projekt, have made a decision that could be seen to some to have appeased Chinese authorities. Yes. So Cyberpunk 2077, a game developed by CD Projekt Red, is also getting off to a very strong start yeah. in China. So there may be a correlation there. Because why know. would you why would you jeopardize one of the biggest AAA releases of the year for a small indie horror game? Right. Why would you? Why why would you choose to release said small indie <laughs> horror game a few days or like or a week after your biggest release of eight years? <sighs> they've had they had they've added two years to, to put devotion on yeah. God.com. Like what a strange time to decide to do it. This is why. Can you can you please get on board with my theory that we are living in a simulation? I think you might be right. I think I think you're right. I think we are in a simulation. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I Man. don't know. Should we? Um, did you want to talk about a few of these um, quotes from the meeting that they had? I mean, I think we've covered we've covered year. a lot of them. Uh, we have covered a lot. Of them. I think there was a couple that we missed out that I thought were interesting. So. One of the, the just, main ones. They're, they're all they're all lies anyway, James. It doesn't matter. They're all lies. <laughs> I don't think they're all lies. But it's um, corpo scum propaganda. Not necessarily. Yeah. No. Did you read that one post on Reddit? It was like actually, <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven stayed one hundred percent true to its promise because there's no more. There's no more. No, no more corpo thing imaginable. They're getting <laughs> fucked over by a billion dollar corporation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cyberpunk is that? 
Yeah, it's so true though. I mean, fuck it. We we said it a, a couple of podcasts ago, right? It's, if if you have any uh, delusion about the fact that it's just billionaires and billionaires taking fucking, you know, taking advantage of the they are, the, they are the, Arasaka. They are Arasaka. Yeah, they are Arasaka. Because it's so, okay, but this this to me rang true, and I think this was quite an honest thing to say, and I'm glad they said it right. Which yeah. was that after three delays, we as management. Um, Wiz management, the board, were too focused on releasing the game. We ignored the signals uh, about the need for additional time to refine the game on the base last-gen consoles. Like That, to me, was like, at least they've said, yeah, it was our fault. Well, yeah, that, of course it's true. That's them admitting they fucked up. Like, I just wish... But they could they could have passed the buck, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they But is it, isn't this almost like fair. that fucking feedback sandwich bullshit? <laughs> the shit, the, the compliment sandwich where you go compliment piece of shit compliment. Yeah, that's it's what it is, right? But the other way, it's like mere culpa, like oh shit, we were wrong. But here's how we're gonna fix it. And it's like don't worry, it, it's and almost here's, like here's how much here's how much money we've made you while we've been wrong. Yeah, it's like saying yeah. you're gonna die of cancer, but I'll tell you what, your eyebrows are looking fucking on point. <laughs> if I was them, is because they also mentioned COVID in this meeting. Yeah. I would have gone harder on COVID if I was them. If I was trying to save face with the investors, yeah, yeah. because. You would have thought it would have more of a bearing because they said one of the problems they had was testers who were third-party testers couldn't play the game from home because of COVID With the, and they couldn't go in the Yeah, office. but hold on, because that's weird to me, right? Because if if I were a tester for one of the most yeah. anticipated games, not just of the year, but like fucking multiple years in, in the running, and you'd say, oh, Chris, are you at home? Do you have an internet connection? I'd be like, yes. Can you, can you game test... Uh, Cyberpunk 27? I'd be like, nah, sorry, you know, I've got the COVID. No, see, they, they said in so in their in their own internal testers did play the game from home. Yeah. And they were testing from home. It was the third party testers who usually go somewhere to play to test games that could that because those places were shut, but, they uh, then but, couldn't go direct to the testers. But that's still a failing so on that them. That kind of rings. That's no, it's a failing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, but it's, it's a also, failing on them for a different like, reason. It's also like COVID, sure, COVID sure. has played the entire year. Uh, yeah, I concede that. But also, like, this game was meant to come out in April. Like, COVID wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have affected them that deeply in Poland until March. Yeah. And then at, at, after, at a they time, did, after they decided they weren't going to hit April, they bought themselves an extra eight months in delays. Yeah. yeah. At a time, Jamie, as well, when they were going to release a game that wasn't even going to be playable on a next-gen platform. Very true. You know, yeah. there was there was an interesting actual thing from a dev that that sounded really plausible to me. Um, he was talking specifically about this, and he said he didn't work for CDPR, but um, he said, "Look, this is how game development goes: is that games are unplayable until like the yeah. last couple of yeah, months. Yeah, it's, it's that whole hockey stick thing, right? Yeah, we've been, we've been there with video edits, right? Like, oh, how yeah. many of us have worked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on edits that <laughs> are sure. fucking? They look like a bomb has gone off for six days, and in the last hour or two, it somehow comes together and becomes a video. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that thing where people will say to you, "Can you just send me what you've got now of the video so I can look at it?" And like, no, <laughs> because I don't build it second yeah. by second. Yeah, if I, if I send like it this. to you, you're gonna have an absolute fucking heart That's, palpitations. That said, while we all agree that game development is complicated and extremely messy, so there was one interesting uh, sort of. Uh, bit of dialogue, a bit of back and forth on Twitter this week. I don't know if you guys saw it. Two days ago, in fact. Yeah. Um, one games journalist uh, shared a, a post from Reddit, that uh, from the subreddit, in fact, and said, the eventual, the eventual article from Jason Schreier about the development of this game <laughs> is going to be a very, very interesting read. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, for which is something I agree with and for what it's worth, no matter what you think of Jason Schreier as journalism, there's no denying that no one else has the access to companies and employees that he has to be able to tell the stories that he has. Yeah. And when he's written articles about game development studios in the past, like he's he's like he's right. He does his stuff. He's a good yeah. journalist in that sense. Yeah. Um he replied to that saying that uh I got he said his tweet says, got this email in April twenty nineteen. So that is again uh, a year and eight months before the game came out, two months before Keanu Reeves got on stage to even announce the release date, and he shared a screenshot. Yeah. Dear sir, allow me to write this short mail to thank you for the series of great video game articles and the book you've written so far. They're all a read-through tears kind of experience, but I really appreciate that you do care so deeply about people who work with video games and not only about games themselves. Although the subject of this mail might sound clickbaity, as a former employee of CD Projekt Red than something redacted that presumably identifies the sender of the email. I felt that there are hundreds of parallels that could be drawn between the story of the rocky development of Anthem and the story of the rocky development and even more rocky to become development of Cyberpunk 2077. At times, I felt I could just replace the studio name and game title and it would all look so similar, almost identical. Yeah, wow. So an interesting little uh, bit of homework for anyone. Go back and read... (laughs) Jason Schreier's uh, <laughs> Anthem article and do exactly that. Yeah, replace just replace Bioware the word for CD Projekt Red and Anthem for Cyberpunk and see what kind of an article it is. Wow. But it, what's interesting about that is that was, and like you said, that was a year and eight months before the release. You can only imagine that it yeah. fell off a cliff from oh, look, there and got much Again, worse. like uh, the, the, the guy, I, I pull it up again. The guy says in his own words, quote, the, the story of the Rocky and even more Rocky to become development yeah. of cyberpunk this yeah. was a guy who by april 2019 had left cd project red and said development is rocky and it's only going to get worse he knew yeah. it then right it is it is so mental man but like you, you know what you know what the, i love the, it though i love it <laughs> no i know I but you know what the saddest fucking thing is in two years time when another massively hyped game is about to come out and yeah. We're just going to go through this cycle all over again. There's going to be people defending the fucking crunch that is inevitably going to happen. The game's going to come out in one way or another, and people are going to be like, fuck this. Then there's going to be the embargoes. Oh, why did they embargo that? Why did they? Oh, mm-hmm. my pre orders. Oh, 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 oh. Fuck off. All of can it. I, you know what? Just <laughs> let, let, let's unplug the simulation right now, fellas. Can I, can I, can I say something that's going to piss people off? Yeah. That if the Cyberpunk and CD Project Red experience has taught us anything? Yeah, you could think about what they want. You can think whatever you want about the way they make games, how long it takes them to make it, the way they support them, and the way they extract money from them after they've come out. But we are never allowed to talk shit about Rockstar ever again <laughs> because the fact that Red Dead Redemption Two looks like what it looks like, runs like what it looks like, and does what it let you do on base consoles, yeah, and it did it two years ago is even more embarrassing for Cyberpunk 2077. And I know, Chris, I, that it wasn't your cup of tea. Yeah. Like, completely oh. get that. And it won't and it won't be lots of people's. But Rockstar's work, in terms of the product they put out, is scary when you look at what yeah. other companies... Dude, like, uh, like, Last, like, Last yeah. of Us as well. They had all of their yeah, controversy, sure. but the game launched and released in pretty much a pristine condition. I will say this, though. Yeah. I will say this, though. I disagree with your sentiment because you know what? It's not what? that it's not that you can't talk shit about Rockstar or Naughty Dog ever again, dude. No, no, no. It's it's okay, more yeah. it's more a case of it should be more of a level field, which is which is almost the the Jason Trier way of looking at it, right? Where it's like crunch should never happen 
Anyway, and yes, but, oh, but yeah, re- I'm not really talking about crunch. Like fuck crunch, that's bad. No, no, but but even even the scrutiny of a company, I think, any because there's degree, um, there's, there's degrees, okay. right? Okay, so um, I guess I guess I'm more talking about the scrutiny of the product. Then I should I should say, yeah, the scrutiny of the product, fine. The scrutiny of the and, product. and scrutiny and scrutiny of the company as it relates to the reception of the product, as opposed to the, the how it got there. If potentially, potentially, yeah. I know. All I know is that Rockstar over two years ago created and released a bigger, more detailed, more <laughs> intricate, more ambitious, more dynamic, more everything open world than than CD Projekt Red have created in that time. Um, I mean, that's and, complete bullshit, but okay. No, it's not. Dude, no, I, I would the, agree with a lot of it, except for one, maybe the ambition. What, what name one element? No, how in any Hold way, on. shape, or form is CD Projekt's open world more ambitious no, 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 than no. Red Dead Redemption? Hold on. This Red Dead Redemption 2 Hold is a on. game Hold where on. you can interact with any NPC. You're being, in the game. You're being, you you're being weirdly ranty. Hold on a second. Okay, okay you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> okay, because ambition... Because I'm, I'm excited. No, and I appreciate it, but you've got to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Ambition and reality, they are separate. Okay, what they oh. what, what they had the ambition to achieve with it far outstrips what what That's Red Dead was trying point. to achieve. However, oh, so w- that, so the ingredients that they were trying they were trying to use like super top shelf ingredients, and their souffle fucking flopped. Whereas Red Dead Redemption, they were still using top shelf ingredients, but just not as much. But hey. the end result did not flop. If you if you want yeah, if you yeah, want if you want to argue that the only thing Cyberpunk open world did better than Red Dead Redemption's was that it aimed higher and fell further from that aim. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So you can take that prize and walk away. Like, I'm not going to argue that. You're arguing your own defeat. You're <laughs> no, what I, own, yeah, but hold on, only, because you're the, saying like the, ambition, you're admitting like, that the, the, the only thing is. the only thing that CD Projekt Red were better at Rockstar at was fucking up. Great, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like Red Dead is an incredible game like and they made that game amazingly it's phenomenal like Red Dead Redemption 2 is a tour de force of gaming yeah but but I I can't I don't think I could compare what CD Project Red have tried to do in Cyberpunk 2077 to what Rockstar achieved in because this like Cyberpunk is much much more complicated in thousands of ways than Red Dead Redemption 2. In terms oh, of, when you boil it down, I, I started this comparison on an open world conversation. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it is not, my it friend. It is. Do okay. you know the reason? Do you know the reason NPCs can't disappear when you look away from them CD, in, in Red Dead Redemption 2? It's because NPCs are actual th- people yeah. with routines and AI that you can interact with and c- converse in some way, shape, or form with every single AI NPC okay. in that whole fucking Get, game. Here's in a CD of- Projekt Red, <laughs> in Cyberpunk, they fucking disappear when you look away from them <laughs> because they're cardboard cutouts. Yeah. They don't but exist. I, but... I think as Chris cops, said, though, the prob- cops disappear out of the like. But that's Red that's, Dead Redemption that's Two. No, Red Dead Redemption Two. That's, said, yeah, no, that's the flop. No, you want to talk about aiming high. Red Dead Redemption Two is a system where you accrue bounties based on the actual crimes that you're doing. They're, they're accumulated, and you can leave certain areas, and your bounties remain. And you have to go back and pay off your bounties. And if you don't, you'll be wanted in certain areas, and people come after you. CD Projekt Red is a game where if you get a wanted level, which you can do by standing too close to a police officer for three <laughs> seconds. Policemen will just spawn in behind you unless you're in a car and drive far enough away because policemen can't get in cars because there are no police chase because there's no traffic AI. Please don't tell me that CD Projekt Red or Cyberpunk 2077's open world has anything on Red Dead Redemption 2's. It's embarrassing that you think it's No, no, no. In its state, you are absolutely right. In fact, I'll take it a step further, okay? And 
let me ask you this, Jamie. Would you place... And that I, felt so good. Oh. It was bullshit, but it felt great, I'm sure. <laughs> like, it was complete like bullshit. Like I said, you're weirdly, weirdly ranty. Oh, you're fucking delusional. Weirdly ranty. No, no, okay. Like, ho- okay, so hold on. So, And I know the answer to this, but you would place Red Dead Redemption's open world above pretty much anyone else's, right? Uh, it depends what, uh, on by which metric you want to look at it. Uh, I think for as my a, personal as a generalization. Taste, up there. Like, uh, there are some angles you could take where that might put Breath of the Wild's open world above Red okay, Dead Redemption sure. 2. Let, let, me, let me give you this this hot take from 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 the vaults of uh, Chris Jonitas. Okay? I love it. Let's hear it. <laughs> when I'm finished Cyberpunk, okay, and I want to get into an open world game, I'm not going to play Cyberpunk. As interesting as Night City seems to be, it's not actually interesting, right? Yeah. And th- this is a, in in re- reinforcement to your weirdly <laughs> ranty tirade that you went on. It's um, excitement. It's excitement. But I, it's I would it's rather, passion. as a pure open world, from my point point of view. Okay, so I didn't like Red Dead Redemption, so I'm not going to go into that. And I yeah. wouldn't necessarily relate Breath of the Wild as a similar kind of open world. I think it's maybe just a bit too different. But from an RPG perspective, I'd rather go to Skyrim or I'd rather go to Fallout 4 than go back okay. into Cyberpunk. In Fair the enough. only thing that Cyberpunk has going for me, and you've got to understand that for me, it's it's very high on the top of the pile, is its is main storyline and its main missions. Yeah. Because they are very nicely crafted and they're crafted in such a way that you don't need to interact with a police AI as an example you still have to fucking drive around the fucking atrocious car things but like just as an open world that's enjoyable and shit to do like if you're talking about how people and I get really angry and butthurt myself when people disparage against what Bethesda do with their open worlds but they craft some fucking damn fine open worlds that you want to spend time in I don't want to spend time in Night City because there's nothing to do even though uh, yeah, you yeah, open so up I, that yeah. map and there's fucking a million icons everywhere. Yeah, they, they yeah, it's a, it's, that, a, it's a game that frust- learned a fr- frustratingly few lessons yeah. from everything that we've been communicating yeah. about what we didn't like about open world design from the last decade. Totally. Everything from icon bath maps to uh, <laughs> yeah. let, cousin let's go bowl, bowling yeah. phone calls. But I will say I lessons. will say this though, Jamie, to your point is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is the idea that they put forward and and uh, they've been getting a lot of flack actually because the release is lacking a lot of these uh, things that they said were going to be included in the game, such as a corrupt police force, okay, which there's no corruption in the police force, and a dynamic wanted system, which there's nothing dynamic about it, and you know NPCs that you can interact with and everyone going about their routines. Nothing of that actually materialized. But if you look at what they wanted to do and the yep. scope of their ambition... I think it is maybe the See, most ambitious. And probably that's great. and probably it's what you said. It's hey, if it's a case of they aimed higher and fell further, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And that's right. the thing. But when I hear you say that, my first thought is that great, but what you're saying is an active criticism of Cyberpunk and CD Project Red and not and nothing else. Yeah, totally. Like which is why yeah, okay. We I think we agree on that. It just seemed like a weird thing to say <laughs> after what I said. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I think for for me, like just I'd really quickly like the fundamentals with um, Red Dead Redemption Two was they knew what they were doing. They knew the hardware. They knew the system. They made that game fit that perfectly, and they did a great job. And they squeezed every ounce of yeah. um, like power, graphic fidelity, everything out of that. Yeah. 
and and that that's exactly what they should have done. Mm-hmm. CDPR um, did uh, did a uh, Star Citizen. They went yeah. absolutely insane with scope and size and everything. Like you compare the two open worlds, and and you might as well say that most of Red Dead is yeah, empty but- in large part compared to Cyberpunk because Cyberpunk is not po- it's not possible. Yeah, to but fit hang it on onto, a second, it's you're not doing, possible to fit it into doing, that world. You're doing the same thing that, that Chris did. It's like imagine if Avatar Two comes out and it's actually a really bad film. You wouldn't sit around here and say, yeah, but James Cameron really did try to make a big film. It no, cost, I'm criticising CDP. I'm criticising the how come? Then how come when I went on my pro <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 rant in terms of the open world and how dynamic and interesting it is, you you laughed and said, huh, well, you're wrong, but okay. I, did, I use more choice words than that, but I won't use them now because my kid got home. But no, the reason I said that was because if you compare, like if you look at the world, right? You yeah. look at the number of NPCs, you look at what's going on in the world, you look at the size of the world, you look at the number of elements in the world you look at the um uh like pixel dynamics and you look at all that sort of crazy stuff there is so much more going on no in the high-end version there isn't of on on a gra- on a literally from a graphic side of it and from a density there side is of, not. It, of elements there is no you argue about visuals then that's a conversation we have to have because i think they have different styles i think yeah. i'm talking visuals i'm talking visuals why are you visuals. talking about the visuals in an open world? <laughs> I don't care how good fucking Cyberpunk looks. There's nothing interesting or dynamic or deep about that open world. Not about yes. the not about the NPCs, not about the way you can interact with yeah. them, not about the way the emergent way absolutely, that side absolutely. content is revealed. So who we agree. Cares? Who we cares? agree on that stuff. Okay, then, because then then how come you said you used your choice words about me being wrong after a rant that I did that had nothing to do with visuals <laughs> at all? Because it because it did because you no, it were didn't. Saying, for I example, didn't mention yes, graphical did. fidelity once. Yeah. Because no, but it did. I talked, in the to, sense I talked of, about the police system. I talked about the way NPCs behave, and so on and so forth. And you're, now, now you're saying I'm wrong because Cyberpunk looks better. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong because of that. I'm saying because the wor- the way in which the world that was cra- that has been crafted to house those elements in Cyberpunk is obviously much broader in scope and scale in every way, and they failed hard. And that's why you end up with a world which is not as deep, doesn't have the NPCs, doesn't have the police integration. The fact that we can all we all know that they were going to put all of that stuff in and they messed up. Yeah, I think, and the game doesn't work on current gen, is because they didn't do everything that Rockstar did that that made Rockstar create the the one of the best games you're ever going to see on that platform because they knew to work within their limits. But, 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 the, but there is a weird thing confused, here, right? I'm because feeling really confused right they, now. I got, I feel like I, I went on a rant, got told I was wrong, and now everyone's telling me I'm wrong by agreeing with me. <laughs> I, I think you were wrong in, in some ways for different reasons. Like, I think when you talk, and you saying scope and scale doesn't really matter if you don't get it right, but I think it does matter because you can see in cyberpunk and you know the visuals okay, the visuals I'm, is an gonna, element I'm gonna, I use for I'm going to go one step you, further then I'm going to dip a toe in the water Red Dead Redemption 2's world does have a bigger scope and scale than Cyberpunk 2077's and it, you don't even have you don't even have conversation options in in um Red Dead like you have zero options yeah, when it comes how many, to how many of those conversations are you having, having in Cyberpunk 2077's open world <laughs> yeah, what do you mean no. every, every you side quest you can, every geek you, job is, yeah, is you an can, open world you, but you can make a, you can make Chris's dream version of Cyberpunk 2077 with a far more linear design and that conversation system remains so you can't slight Red Dead Redemption 2's open world I'm not slighting Red Dead's dis- open world you're trying to pre- you're saying, trying to present a case that CD Projekt Red uh, has, has a bigger scope or scale by saying it has conversation options I don't want conversation options if npcs disappear when i look away 
They, okay, but <laughs> the reason it's hard to square is because you're right in so many ways. Yeah. But the reason you're and that's wrong the end in, of the podcast, Chris. But the reason you're wrong uh. as well is because the stuff that I've done, having barely scratched the surface in the buggy mess that is Cyberpunk 2077, has already had a thousand times more in content than Red Dead Redemption. Can, can I tell you the dirty game. secret, so wrong. Jonesy? So wrong. Can I tell you so the dirty wrong. secret? It's true. No, no. Can it's I tell you? Can I tell so you the dirty secret, Jonesy? Go on. You know, you're saying you scratched the surface. Yeah. Do you know what's below that surface? <laughs> not a lot. Nothing. <laughs> you. No, that's that's not true. There's a there is a there's, lot. There is a lot. There's nothing. You know. You know what? So we uh. had a, we had a small break while you uh, walked away for a second. Um, but what I was saying to Jonesy is, it's really weird, okay? Because if I look at a game like Fallout Four, where I'm just walking, I'm not doing any missions, and I see a there's a fucking wooden ship at the top of a building. I want to go there, and I know that when I go there, there's going to be lots of shit for me to see and do, right? But in Night City, yeah. A, there's not many great points of interest. Like, the, all of it looks really flash and cool, but there's not something like, if I'm just standing somewhere, there's not something that says, hey, come over here and explore, right? There's that issue, but then even if there was, the next issue is, if I go there, there's nothing to do. And it, this is the kind of the weird dichotomy of what cyberpunk is. When you say there's nothing to do, what do you mean there's nothing to do? There's nothing worth substance of doing. I'm not saying like some, oh, help the police and just shoot at everything. Right? Yeah, like we were, the example we gave is, yes, you might find a group of gang members standing around next to their cars that you can shoot and then you'll be done with. Yeah, and you, wa- you walk so a what? block away and they don't follow you. But it, the, the, what I'm getting at is the dichotomy of this game is I love it for what it is and I hate it for what it isn't. Right. I suppose I find maybe I'm wrong. I find it difficult to, in some ways, to square what you guys say with my experiences because you take that that map, which isn't, and I've played like yeah. a small section of the map. Right, I've just been in. Is it called Walton? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Wilson, Watson, that small area. Watson, right? There's Wilson. There are so many. So I've been playing that game for 17 hours. Right. Yeah. And all I've done is like three main story missions and probably about 20 side quest missions, and I haven't even left Wilson. And so when you say like, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2 had so much more stuff, I'm like, it's it's really hard for me to square that because I've already done so much and I've and every way of doing it, it is buggy, it is glitchy, it's definitely not perfect. And there's a lot of like you can't do your hair, you can't get tattoos, yeah, yeah. um, the clothing mechanics don't work that well, all the stuff we've talked about. But there is so much crammed into a small area. If I extrapolate that out across the whole of Night City that I haven't even visited, yeah, there's loads, there's it loads. Is, absolutely round this is this is why i'm kind of like having a bit, getting a bit of a headache because when did i bring up <laughs> volume of content when did i bring up volume of authored content you're defending cyberpunk's abysmal no, no, chris said there's nothing to okay, do great there's there's nothing to do. No, no, i was okay, in that conversation it, you're there, defending not, cyberpunk's abysmal open world because of the volume of content when i played red dead redemption 2 i would occasionally not do uh main story missions most of which i liked by the way some people didn't like them that's fair enough but i would occasionally forget to do them because i would spend four five hours of game time going out because I would want to go out and explore. And you know what happened when I went out and explored? Dynamic emergent gameplay events happened, some of which were incredibly interesting. I found rare animals that I hunted, and I skinned them, and I maybe kept their meat because I could take their meat back to my camp so I could feed my actual NPC friends. Or maybe I'd keep their, their fur so I could take it to the trapper and make actual clothes out of them because you can wear clothes that you know without having to walk around in hot pants and a cowboy hat because they have better armor statistics. <laughs> I would try and accumulate money. Maybe I would rob 
rob a bank. But or I, f- I feel maybe like you rob, think maybe I'd rob a bank or, or something to make money. Red so that... Dead. But and you know what else? Was, you know what else was happening while I was out and about exploring the open world? My hair was growing because I knew I could get it cut when I came back. I was also <laughs> getting dirtier, and people would comment on whether or not I was dirty or whether or not I smelt bad because NPCs know you're there, a, pl- a fixture in this open world, and they interact with you, and you can interact back. And if you don't like the fact that they're calling you smelly or dirty, you can go and have a bath, <laughs> and because because there are things to do in this open world that aren't shooting people. Or running away from people that can't chase you because they don't even have the don't even have the artificial intelligence means to chase you. I just I'm going to pull a really unfair card at this the, point. I just think there's but no, I'm only, I'm only there's no argument I'm only whatsoever. Gonna, okay. I'm only going to pull it because um, I do think it's relevant, and I'm not just trying to be a dick. But I I I kind of struggle to take your. You I know what you're going to say now. I know what you're going to say because you haven't played it. Yep, I know. Yeah, and you, <laughs> and, I knew and, and you coming. are, and I'm I'm worried that. Most of your opinions come from Reddit, like the R thread on Reddit of people criticizing it. And I, and I come, and you are right about everything about Red Dead Redemption 2. It is an incredible, it's probably my favorite open world game that I played on <clears throat> that state on that system. <clears throat> but that system but, being the one that you're, that people are also playing Cyberpunk 2077 on. Yes, because I don't think, because I don't, I don't think this game is playable on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> I would, I don't think it's playable. Yeah. So that's what, I don't think I'd have any fun playing it on the PlayStation 4 either. Well, that's, that's your homework but, though, Jonesy. You have to, before, before the 21st <laughs> and, that, and that next patch, you have to stream it. But I'm, I really, do you know what I'd now, it just makes me want to hear what you think after you've played like 20 hours of it, because I would yeah. be so, I would be so surprised if some of your opinions didn't yeah. change. I, I was telling Jamie, it, it's it's different watching someone go through playing Night City and, and going through and deciding what to do. And it's different you being there in the street and thinking, hmm, where am I going to go? What am yes. I going to do? And how am I going to kind of perceive it? And, and Because obviously, Jonesy, you and I have had very similar experiences, but have come up with very different outcomes or outlooks of the open yes. world. I think we we are yeah, very much sure. aligned on the main story, and I guess what I would classify as the main side quests. Um, but in terms of like the minor side quests and just the open world in general, and the emergent, <laughs> the non-emergent gameplay that is around there, it, it kind of breaks me. But anyway, guys, like my my favorite thing about the whole game at the moment, my favorite thing hands down is the minor side quests, which aren't even proper side quests, like by or far the gigs, because they the gigs because they are literally you know not you have no idea what you're going to do the character that you meet will be well written will be unique you probably never see yes. them again you will have these these ways of doing that mission of getting to meet that person you might not even be able to do it at the point in the game you're at and it will develop from there and i suppose my issue with saying putting it against a game like red dead which was a fantastic phenomenal game is those settings in that game were on one path, right? You could only follow that in one route. You got there, you did the thing, you, the game was I get what you're saying, yeah. you do. And mm-hmm. s- I, Cyberpunk I, says yeah, you can go yeah. all around doing... I understand, I understand. J- J- I Jamie's also like- forgetting that there are about uh, 15 people for every two hours that need uh, snake poison sucked out of their dick. Yeah, some of that stuff did repeat. Although <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, the thing I'm not forgetting is the fact that I feel like I've spent the last 20 minutes talking about the qualities of Red Dead's open world, and people have tried to argue against it with, 
the visuals of Cyberpunk 2077's open world, and now the quests and writing and characters of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> no one's arguing with me about the point that I'm making. You're all just telling me other stuff that the game does. No, no, well. but this is but this is all in the open world. So what Chris was saying is empty. But it doesn't have to. But, was... the, but the oh, it doesn't the write the, the the writing or the characters that you just praised us then aren't reliant on the open world and vice versa. Yeah. So they're not. Then it's not a, an argument for or against it. Yeah. Jo- uh, Jamie's right. They could exist because they. The, the, ex- Interesting as they I, are, they're self-contained. And it, oh, the, no, the little, not the, little really. th- the, the little adventure I just took you two on, I specifically avoided mentioning how much I love Red Dead Redemption 2's characters and writing. Yeah. And how I've, I've there's because, a, there's a real because, non-mission. There's a non-thing in He's doing it again. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. You I'm trying to think of things that fit what you're saying. So for example, emergent con emergent gameplay. Um I you have a neighbor in Cyberpunk called Barry. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Barry, how is that walk, emergent? Because no, you he's just getting walk to past it, his door, to you walk past his door, and the police are knocking on the door. And if you walk off, nothing happens, right? The police okay. are just banging his door. If you stop and talk to them, you get into a conversation about the fact that Barry was a policeman who they haven't seen for weeks and they can't speak to him. If you then go back later on and talk to Barry, which you don't have to do, yeah. Barry, if you say the right things, Barry will respond to you. If you convince him, he'll open the door. You go in and have a conversation. You then leave. If you then don't ever say anything to Barry again. Um, you'll go there later on and Barry has killed himself because of his friend dying. That's great. Right? <laughs> then, but if you don't, if you listen to what Barry said, you drive across the city, you go and you look at this um, statue of his friend who died, you then go back to Barry's place, have a conversation about Barry, you can, Barry won't kill himself and you will then have a mate in Barry who lives near you. Those yeah, things great. like are easily as emergent as the, my favourite one in, in Red Dead, which was when you walk past the prostitute, you accidentally killed the guy in the room and you agreed yeah. to go and move his body and feed it to the pigs. Like that was wicked. And she goes, pss, pss, come down the alleyway. I need your help. And it was incredible. That to me is the same level. As, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I guess the, the, the thing is, it's also then becomes a question of like housing. And, and that that is a very interesting and dynamic example of, you know, what could be considered an, uh, like a bit, a bit of emergent quest design. And I guess what happens is that for me, in Red Dead Redemption 2, those events take place in an open world that is consistent with every other concept and mechanic that the game is outlined. And if you yeah. sometimes in the main story of Red Dead, if you try to push the edges or the fringes of what the game wants you to do, it doesn't like it. And that's a huge problem that Rockstar need to work around for their yeah. future releases. CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 2077 will almost certainly have done that better. But like one thing that I don't like about the cyberpunk example, having not played it, as you said earlier, is that I don't know if I like that the the fixture for that dynamic event is as is as inflexible and in the state it's in. And what I mean by that is like, let's say, for example, my approach to the Barry situation was I was going to shoot the cops in the head when I saw them questioning him. <laughs> Which is something that someone might do, probably yeah. not, but someone might <laughs> could. Do. You probably, yeah, I then, I'm sure you could. I th- then am immediately in an, in the same open world. I'm in Night City and I'm interacting with the cop in cops with the same mechanics that we've all outlined over yeah, the course yeah, of yeah. this podcast and why they don't work. Like Red Dead Redemption Two, outside of the story missions where it's like, hey, you walked six feet off this path, start again. Red Dead Redemption Two doesn't have those problems because the open world for me is consistent. And it's that, better yeah. crafted. It's, it's much better crafted. Yeah. Well, fellas, you know what, no, I'll, I'll go. I'll say this. Yeah. Just before we finish on this, the so, CD Projekt Red have tried to force a, a current gen game onto previous generations, and it's failed. I would say Rockstar, when they release, if they release Red Dead Redemption Three on current gen, 
for quality open world design in like emergent stuff or everything we've talked about they will blow whatever cdpr have tried to do out the water because the quality will be i think incredible and it will work I'll, on an every level and it will yeah. be one of the most special things i'll be honest touched. jonesy i think i think game games companies need to stop just stop with the scope. <laughs> no, honestly, stop with the scope creep and all trying to one out. Like, yeah, sure, sort out your it's graphics. Ma- sort it's out mad, your graphics, I agree with you. But they're, it's mad. Who said that Red Dead Redemption didn't have enough stuff to do? No one. So why do you need to do more? Anyway, guys, we're going to argue yeah. about this forever, but, you know, we've got to put a pin in it. And uh, I think with the last 20 minutes, we have to have our code word being RDR 2077. <laughs> I like it. Okay, yeah, yeah. that works. All right. Well, with that, guys, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, bit of a marathon there at the end. It wouldn't be a a super show without a bit of a a, a weird (laughs) rant. 52nd episode, one year, we brought it full circle with rants and arguments. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for sticking by us. Uh, If you've been here from the start or, hey, if this is your first one and you've made it this far, thank you so much. Don't forget RDR2077 down (laughs) in the chat to let us know you've come this far and uh, you are a true super show super fan and with that i will say we'll see you for the next year or something yeah and i guess i don't even know do we say have a good christmas we haven't figured that stuff out oh uh may you have a good holiday break i'll say merry christmas because i'm wearing my christmas uh, master chief fuck it well we we wouldn't know jonesy because you babbed it so no, I know. We'll say Sorry we'll say that. Merry Christmas. Although keep your eyes peeled over the festive period because we may well be popping up again as you spend time with your families. And if you need an escape, uh, what more reason to yeah. subscribe and make sure notifications are on the net? We may be around. Anyway, thank you so much for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>